Blog Talk Radio. Give life, you are love, you bring light to the darkness, you give hope, and you restore every heart that is broken. Sing it to him. It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise, we pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise to you only. Give life, sing it out. Give life, you are love, you bring light to the darkness, you give hope, you restore every heart that is broken. Oh, me. 
pour out our praise to you only. Thank you. Thank you, mighty God. Thank you, mighty Lord. Great Lord, great God, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you for your love, Jesus. We thank you for your mercy, Lord. God, endure it forever. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, mighty God. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Lord Jesus, send my hand a trillion warriors, send your Lord more. To clean out, Lord Jesus, mighty Lord, blood talk, Lord Jesus. Google, Lord, every single program, Lord Jesus. Lord God Almighty, Lord Jesus, that I will... Lord Jesus, will remove the power of the evil and all the salvation was up and down. In Jesus' name, Lord, that I may try, Lord, to block your people, Lord, to come in and listen, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, mighty Lord, mighty God, we pray. We thank you, Jesus. Break the power, Lord, of the evil one. Lord Jesus, use me for your glory. Teach us, Rabbi Jesus. Teach us, Rabbi Jesus. In Jesus' name, we pray. We thank you, Jesus. Shalom, shalom, my brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord, and, and uh, glad to see you, Sister House Mama. Praise the Lord. Shalom. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Shalom to each and one of you. Praise you, Lord. We are going to continue. Hallelujah. We are teaching how to break generational family curses. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for those that have written to me. Hallelujah, to let me know how, how much of a blessing these teaching has been for our life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And we will continue to teach them. Praise the Lord. And I, I tell you, if you believe God's word, hallelujah, you apply it. Hallelujah. It will be such a blessing to you. Praise you, Lord. We're reading out of God's word so people know that this is not our idea, that the word of God teaches this. Praise the Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, God. What are the, the open door for generational curses, hallelujah, is not listening to the voice of the Lord. As it said in Deuteronomy 28, praise you, Lord. Deuteronomy 28, verse 1. This is the beginning of the blessing, hallelujah, but it also brings curses upon people's lives. Deuteronomy 28, 1, if thou shalt obey vigilantly the voice of the Lord thy God and observe to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, then the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all the nations of the earth. Thank you, Jesus. Notice something. It begins with the voice. Thank you, Jesus. It began with the boys. To God, it's very important, hallelujah, to you and I listen to his voice, listen to his spirit, that when God speaks to us, we hearken to his voice. We pay close attention to what God is saying to us. Let it be to a dream. Let it be to a vision. Let it be to his word. Let it be through his prophet, his servant. However God speaks to your life, your mind and heart, however he speaks to you, 
You need to pay, to pay close attention to what God is saying to you. Brothers and sisters, this is a major importance. Thank you, Jesus. In Joel chapter 8, 2, verse, hallelujah, 28, the word of God teaches this. Or God spoke this through the prophet Joel. And afterward, thank you, Jesus. After what? Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. After what? After his Messiah will come. Hallelujah. After God, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Will make a path for you and I through Jesus Christ on the cross. After Jesus died on the cross, this is what God promised to us afterwards. I will put out my spirit upon all flesh. Remember Jesus saying to the disciples, don't move from Jerusalem. Stay in Jerusalem. It was very important that the word of the prophet will be fulfilled. And so Jesus is reminding the disciple of the promise of the Father, the pouring of the Holy Spirit, which begins with the prophet Job, that in the latter day, God will put out his spirit upon the flesh. Thank you, Jesus. It's very important we pay attention to the voice of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible says in Acts 1-2, unto the day that he was taken up, the day that Jesus was taken up, after he had brought the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. Thank you, Jesus. He spoke to them. He told them what will come afterwards. What do they need to wait for? Verse 3, to whom also he presented himself alive after he had suffered, or in other words, crucified, by many unfollowable tokens, being seen of them by the space of 40 days, speaking of those things which pertain to the kingdom of God. So after Jesus showed himself alive, before his beloved disciple, after they thought or ended, and they locked themselves into a room full of fear, not remembering what Jesus had said, the Lord Jesus comes, hallelujah, after he comes back from the ground, the dead, he's walking among them where they can see him. Thank you, Lord. And now I see it for 40 days among them, and they are up and down with him. He also ate fish with them to let them know that a spirit cannot eat, but he can eat. Oh, I thank you, God, for Jesus. Thank you, Lord. He is showing unfollowable proof that he is God, that he is the Son of God, and that he is in a body, and that he can eat like them, that he was not a spirit alone. Thank you, Jesus. That he was the same Christ. Before he he got crucified, and afterwards he is showing infallible proof, brothers and sisters, to them by being among them. Oh, I thank you, Jesus, that he was in a glorified body. Not only can he can eat like them, but he can also appear or go through walls. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. Unfallible proof, unquestionable proof. Jesus was showing his disciples, look and behold. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse 4, Habakkuk 1, 
And when he had gathered them together, he commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, ye have heard this of me. This is nothing new. I'm telling you nothing new. It begins with the prophet Joel, and Jesus confirmed his word. Jesus confirmed that word, promise of the Father, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. What a mighty promise that was. But they could not move until God granted them the promise. And I know God has made promise to you. Stay where you are. Don't move. Don't change religion. I thank you, Jesus. Don't change religion. Give your life to Jesus and serve him. Humble yourself to him. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Don't go trying a new religion. Because I heard of Christians who like to try new religion. Don't do such a thing. Praise you, Lord. Stay in the gospel. Stay in the promise of God. God has made a promise that he's going to fulfill them in his last day. I thank you, Jesus. And one of God's promise was the Holy Spirit, his Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. And Jesus said, stay in Jerusalem. Very important. You stay where God wants you to be. You don't move. Unless God tells you to move, you move. But if God tells you to stay, you stay. You got to listen to his voice. You got to listen to his voice. Last night we spoke about the prophet Balaam. That God has said to the prophet Balaam in Numbers 22, do not go with them. A very clear message. A very clear voice came from God to the prophet. Do not go with them. But the prophet Balaam persisted in his prayer to go with them. And then he heard the voice of the Lord go. What happened there? God began to test him now. Oh, you don't want to listen to me, your God, your creator? All right, go. Go. He was being tested. I think he's no persistent disobedience. No, you ever persist in disobedience. Seek always to be obedient to God. Seek always to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. God tells you something, you stay to what God has said. I thank you, Jesus. We must say, Jesus, to me, be obedient to the Father. It's very important. And this promise of the Holy Spirit was from Father God. Jesus has said it very clear in verse 4. But when he had gathered them together, he had commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he, he said, he, he had heard of me. Verse 5. For John indeed baptized with water, but he to be baptized with the Holy Ghost within a few days. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I, I know people say uh, a few days of God probably. What is that, a few thousand years? Because I believe it was a thousand or two after the, the prophet Joe prophesied. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. But it don't matter. That's why they, that is the cost and the price of obedience. God tells you to wait a few days. Don't start thinking a few thousand years, brother. He's telling me to wait. I'm not going to last long. long. You wait. You wait on God. You wait on the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, because he will fulfill his promise. God says to Abraham that his ascended, hallelujah, 
will be slain in Egypt for four, over for 400 years. But with a strong hand, he's going to take them out of here. Thank you, Jesus. And that's why he raised Moses. God fulfills always his promise. Hallelujah. Timing for God, it's like it don't matter because he created time. He can stop it. He can slow it down. That's what was shown to me in the throne of Father when Jesus took me. I saw the earth. I saw timing. And I saw the Lord stopping me, slowing it down. He can do anything with time. He created time. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. But he will renew your strength and my strength if we learn to wait upon the Lord. Never give time to God for something. Because a lot of people make some mistakes. Well, I give God this year. If, if he doesn't do it this year, that's it. That's it for whom? Praise the Lord. Be careful. Don't treat God like a man. He's not a man that he will lie to the son of man that he will repent. Don't treat God like a man. He is almighty. He is a supreme being. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Verse 6. And when there, therefore were come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will thou of this time restore the kingdom of Israel? Brothers and sisters, for over 2,000 years, man wants to know whether when the kingdom of Israel will be restored. The disciple did not see what God said in 1948. How a nation was built. A nation was restored back in less than a week. How the enemy was restored in less than a week. The disciple did not see that. Praise the Lord. But God did fulfill the promise to restore the nation of Israel. Thank you, Lord. The nation of Israel stands free for God today. Thank you, Jesus, because hallelujah, God is in the throne. And God will protect the Jewish people no matter what. I thank you, Jesus. Verse 7. And he said unto them, It is now for you to know the time, know the season, which the Father has put in his own power. This is the thing. God has all power. Are you listening? And Jesus said that the Father has given him all power in heaven and commanded us to go preach his gospel. I thank you, Jesus. He has all power in heaven and earth. Father God has all power. We don't need to worry. We don't need to be concerned. Walk in peace. Walk in love. Don't walk in concern and worry, brothers and sisters. God has all power, and he's on the throne. He is in control of everything that is going on. He is running the universe, and he's been running the universe before for a long time. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. He has never made a mistake, and he's never going to make a mistake. So trust your Father in heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 8. But ye shall receive the power of the Holy Ghost when he shall come unto you, and ye shall be witness unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and the uttermost part of the earth. And when he has spoken these things, while they beheld, he was speaking up, for a cloud took him up in their sight. Hallelujah. This was not like Elisha. That I said to Elisha, if you see me taken up, I will give you the double portion. No, Jesus gave his disciples the double portion. He breathed the Holy Ghost on them. And then he put out the Holy Spirit on them. He gave them the double portion. Are you listening? God gave them who waited on him, on the word of God through his son Jesus. 
the double portion that Elijah received. Elijah needed to see Elijah to be able to receive the double portion. Well, the disciples, first, Jesus gave them the Holy Spirit, and he blew it on them. Thank you, Jesus. And then he poured it on them. Inside and outside, they were fully empowered by God through Jesus Christ by waiting on God. Oh, always, always something good comes to those that wait on the Lord. You will always receive God's promises when you have learned to wait upon the Lord. Learn to wait upon the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. They enjoyed seeing the cloud taking Jesus home. It was not so so much of a joy because they wanted him to stay. But they had not understood that it was better for, for him to go so they will learn to walk with the Holy Spirit or the Counselor will not come, he has said to them prior. So they will learn to walk with the Holy Spirit. Why is it so important that we walk with the Holy Spirit? For one reason I know biblically, he will be with you and I forever. Second of all, he will teach us all things, brothers and sisters. He will be in us for now, for the millennium, and for all eternity. He will teach us now, he will teach us in the millennium, and he will teach us in all eternity. Isn't that important enough? Oh, I thank you, God, for your Holy Spirit. I thank you, Jesus. He will teach us all things. The things to come, the Holy Spirit will teach us. Praise the Lord. So it's very important that if we want to know anything, if we, know how to, if we want to learn how to walk in the power of God, that we have the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus said, thou shalt receive power when the Holy Ghost will come upon thee. If we want to learn anything of God, we need to walk in the Spirit. Are you listening? I thank you, Jesus. If we want to learn how to serve God, if we want to learn how to be a good daughter and a good son to the Father, we need to walk in the Spirit. Jesus, being the Son of God, being God himself, walked in the Spirit. The Bible says that when he was ready to begin ministry, he went to the River Jordan to be baptized by John. And what did God give Jesus? He gave us the Holy Spirit to walk in the Spirit. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Father, for your word. And when he was led to the wilderness to be tempted by the devil, he was being led by the Holy Spirit. If you want to learn how to serve God, walk in the Spirit. Are you listening? Thank you, Jesus. Why do people have so much condemnation? Today, because they are not walking in the Spirit. They are not being taught by the Spirit. They're with their little, limited mind and trying to figure out the unlimited mind of Father God. But the Spirit of God, who searches God himself to teach us and reveal to us what God has in store for us, brothers and sisters, says Paul to the Romans in Romans chapter 8, I thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. People are missing so much information from God because they are not walking in the spirit. They are walking in the limited mind. Hallelujah. They get confused all the time. But when if they walk in the spirit, the spirit will begin to help them understand what 
to, will reveal it to them and will help them understand it. Oh, I thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit. He is such an awesome spirit. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit. Please, Lord, fill us more with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Do not take thy Holy Spirit away from us, Lord. Do not take thy Holy Spirit away from us, Lord, cried David in Psalm 51. He, David understood the privilege, the blessing that is to walk in the Spirit. So David, when he sinned with that woman, he cried out. He cried out to God. He cried out. Uh, he didn't care if God took away the kingdom. He didn't care if God took away all the money he had in the bank. He didn't care if God took away everything. He already started taking away his child. Oh, but he cried and said to God, don't take that Holy Spirit away from me. Do not, do not. That was the thing that David would miss the more. Because when David learned to worship God, hallelujah, it was the Spirit of God that revealed to David how to play that will please God, how to do the things that will please God, because you will not know how to please unless you walk in the Spirit. Listen careful. Listen careful. You will know how to do anything for God unless you do it in the Spirit, because God himself is the Spirit. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. A lot of people say, I want to do this for God. And then how do I do that? They study the word, they do this and do that. But they don't ask God that through his spirit he'll teach them. Thank you, Lord. The greatest school of God is his spirit. It is his spirit. Hallelujah. He will reveal you all truth. Thank you, Lord. He will guide you to all truth. It's, it's so important to God that we are guided by the spirit. But that fellow ought to be in part of churches today. Other things are being done, but not for people to be guided by the Spirit. Oh, this is so missed. This is so missed today. And then this is such a great blessing that they don't even know. Oh, Lord, the lack of the presence of God in the church today is the lack of the Holy Spirit. Simply, simply, the lack of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So where the Spirit of God is, there is freedom. The lack of freedom in the church is the lack of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Teach us to walk in the Spirit, O oh Lord. Teach us to walk, Lord, submitted to your Spirit as you did, Jesus. Why you want to earn, Lord Jesus? Teach us, Lord. Teach us, teach us. Oh, Rabbi, teach us. Teach us, Rabbi. Thank you, Lord, for your Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The Bible says in verse 10, why they look steadfastly. Poor heaven, as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also says, ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing into heaven, that Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall come as ye have seen him go into heaven. They were already, these angels, preaching the second coming of Jesus, brothers and sisters. They were already preaching the second coming of Jesus to the disciples. Brothers and sisters, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. The cut up in the year is so important. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for no one wants to talk about it. The second coming of Jesus is so important, but no one, nobody wants to talk about it. It might be because they're not ready to meet the Lord in the air, to meet the Lord in the cloud. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. Oh, I thank you, God. Hallelujah. 
So God said that afterwards, after Jesus will die on the cross, I will pour my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters should prophesy. Your old men should dream dreams, and your young men should see visions. This is the way God has chosen to speak to his church, to his people in the last days. How? Look at it how. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. They will prophesy. Prophecy is one way that God speaking to us. One of the main ways, if you want to say it. Dreams is another way that God chose to speak to us. Dream, dreams. Not only one, but several dreams. Some people say, Brother Elby, God keep, keep, keep giving me dreams. Well, you keep asking God to talk to you. He's talking to you through the dream. Pay attention. Pay attention to God's dreams. Write them down. Hallelujah. Vision. Another third way God will speak to us is vision. Brothers and sisters, thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. These visions just come on you. He'll give you the word of revelation, the message to you. Praise the Lord. Do not take Hallelujah, God's message for granted. Praise you, Lord. Pay close attention to what God is saying to you. Verse 11, I also upon his servant, upon his man in those days, I will put out my spirit. The pouring of the spirit, brothers and sisters, another sign, brothers and sisters, that God is speaking to us and that God is fulfilling his promise that he made to the prophet Joel because he rectified or said that again, and also upon my servant and upon my man in those days, I will put out my spirit. In the last day, we should be seeing pouring out the Holy Spirit and, and hallelujah, in church services. When we gather together, we should be seeing the pouring out the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Why is it not so much as the word of God says? Because you got to want it. You got to desire this. You got to know that God wants to give you his Holy Spirit and the gift of the Spirit. And then you got to ask for them. There was a book that I read years ago back in the early 90s, from the, from, uh, the man of God, Gigi Avila, hallelujah, in his book, of the, of the, hallelujah, the gift of the Spirit, he explained that when God told him to go into fasting for 40 days and 49 with no food, just water, God began to reveal so much to him, brothers and sisters. But when God, when he came out of that fasting, God began to baptize people in the spirit almost everywhere he went. And many people were asking, why was this happening after he went into the fasting? Why was it happening? And he began to teach them that if you seek the baptism, the infilling, the full, the full filling of the Holy Spirit, God will give it to you. If you will fast, if you will pray, God will fill you with his promise because God has made us a promise and he is willing to fulfill his promise to us if we go seeking his promise. If you just stay there and you read the word, but you don't desire to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, God is not going to give it to you. God is going to give it to those that want it. Now say, God, give me the infilling, give me the fulfilling of your Holy Spirit and the gift with it, all the gifts of the Spirit. And as you see God to give you the gift, to give you the infilling, the full, the fulfilling of the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible, he teaches, he went through the book of Acts and taught how the disciple 
will be constantly having the infilling, the full filling of the Holy Spirit constantly as they were having special service. But they were seeking to people that have the Holy Spirit. And that's why God in the book of Acts was filling the church with the Holy Spirit everywhere they went. I thank you, Jesus. And that's what Jesus Avila was bringing to the nation. People being baptized everywhere with the Holy Spirit. Those, when he brought the teaching, when he brought the word, and told them what God was offering us for people on the side, but to fast for it. And churches were fasting, waiting for Jesus to bring the message of God. Hallelujah. And they were being baptized everywhere with the Holy Spirit. Like in the day of Pentecost. Like in the days of the book of Acts, brothers and sisters. God wants to God wants to fill his church with the Holy Spirit because the Spirit will guide the church to all true. Why is there so much confusion in the church today? Because the infilling, the filling of the Holy Spirit is there. The Spirit will teach what will teach us all true. How is he going to teach people all true if he's not among them? Oh God have mercy. God have mercy. I thank you, Jesus. God is willing. Are you willing? Oh, I thank you, Lord. People people are waiting on God. And God is waiting on them. Oh, I'm waiting for God to do this. I'm waiting for God to do that. And God is waiting for you to go into fasting. God is waiting for you to go into your closet. Hallelujah. To your prayer closet. And begin to claim his promises. God is waiting on you to go and do it because to God, all things are possible. And he's willing. He's willing. He called Jesus to 40 days fasting. He had never done a 40 days fasting. But in obedience, he said to the Lord, yes, Lord, but help me, Lord, to fulfill the 40 days fasting. He said that when the Lord began to fill him with his Holy Spirit, he began to have strength to do the 40 days fasting. And he had no hunger at all. No hunger. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. In the beginning of the first day of the fasting, the first week, it was so hard. He said, this pain got in his stomach. He said, oh, man, I don't know if I can finish these 40 days. He began to, to doubt. Oh, am I going to finish these 40 days? But then he remembered God's promises. He said it was an attack of the devil. But he remembered God's promises. And then he began to ask for God to give him the infilling. Give him the infilling of the Holy Spirit. He said all of a sudden he was in the room, and he began to speak in tongues, and this power came from heaven like he had never felt before, and began to fill his life with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues like angels. Thank you, Jesus. He never felt the power of God this way. He ran out of the room and climbed a tree and said, oh, man. Couldn't believe it that over two weeks fasting, he was climbing the tree with all kinds of energy, he said. It's so awesome to read a book. I got so excited when I, I can feel the I can feel the anointing. I can feel the presence of God through the book. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Because the testimonies are real. Brothers and sisters, I went to see him to see him out in Lee, Massachusetts at one time. And the presence of God was there. The anointing was there in that service. My goodness, the power of God was real. I thank you, Lord. After I read the book, I wanted to, I wanted to see, I wanted to come to one of his services, and I went, and it was so awesome. It was really awesome, and a lot of people know exactly what I'm talking about tonight, because it's real. The Lord is real. 
I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God is awesome. So God says in Deuteronomy 28, what? That if thou shalt obey diligently the voice of the Lord thy God. What is one of the things that is keeping the presence of God from the church, from, the, from God's people? Not listening to God's voice. Not listening when God talks to you in a dream or in a vision or many other ways. And God tells you something. If you don't hearken to his voice, praise the Lord, praise you, God, you are missing so much of God in your life. Thank you, Lord. And that's why people are questioning whether the word is true or not, when the word is true. But why are they questioning? Because they don't have the infilling. They don't have the fullness of the Holy Spirit in their life. I thank you, Jesus. Can you feel the Holy Spirit? Can you feel his presence tonight? Can you feel the Lord's presence tonight? I raise my hand to you, Lord. If they don't feel your anointing, Lord, if they don't feel your presence, Lord, I raise my right hand to their life right now, right where they are, Lord Jesus. Touch them with the Holy Spirit. Let the blood of Jesus cleanse them, body, soul, and spirit right now in Jesus' name. Let everyone listen to me right now. Be covered with the blood of Jesus, the blood shedding covering in Jesus' name. If you're sure name, and you have your name, and be touched with the presence of God, be touched with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, Holy Spirit of God, touch your people today. Quicken their heart to seek you. Quicken their heart to come close to you. In Jesus' name, Yeshua name, Jehoshaphat, oh Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord. Touch the heart of your people, Lord. Make them hungry for you, Lord. Make them hungry for you, Lord. Make them hungry for your presence. Make them hungry for you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, awaken the hunger in your people for more of you, for more of your presence, for more of your anointing. In Jesus' name, Yeshua name, Jehoshua name, we ask, we pray. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, awaken the hunger in your people for your presence. Awaken the hunger for you, Jesus, that they will desire you more, more every day of your presence, of your anointing, of your spirit, the infilling, the fullness of your Holy Spirit, that they will desire more. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name I ask, oh Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I thank you, Lord. Mighty Lord, mighty God. In Jesus' name, Lord, awaken the hunger. Awaken the hunger for your Holy Spirit, Lord. That they will want the infilling, the fullness of the Holy Spirit in their life and their heart, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus, the body, soul, and spirit will be filled with the Holy Spirit, Lord. That they will seek the Holy Spirit, Lord, like the air they breathe, like the food they ate, they eat in Jesus' name. Yeshua name, Jehoshua name, oh Lord. Lord Jesus, Lord God, give them the hunger. Give them the hunger for you, the Lord. Give them the hunger for your Holy Spirit, O Lord. Give them the hunger for your presence, O Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, we ask, O Lord, for the presence, that anointing, the power, Lord, that is going to change them, Lord, that is going to make them, Lord, a greater man of God, a greater woman of God. In Jesus' name, break all bound of the enemy. Break all joke of the enemy. Break all curse of the enemy. In Jesus' name, O Lord, set the captive free. Oh, Lord, you came to set the captive free, who the soul set free, and is free in me. Jesus, may we pray. Oh, Lord, give the infilling of the Holy Spirit tonight, oh, Lord. 
Give the hunger to your people, Lord, to desire more, to desire more. I say desire more. They will fast for more. They will pray for more. They will hunger for more, and they will receive more. In Jesus' name. Oh, I thank you, Lord. Remove that. Lord, I believe they have enough when they don't have enough, Lord. When you have so much more to give, so much more to pour on your people. In Jesus' name alone. I thank you, Jesus. Oh, I thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I can feel hard beginning to be hunger. I can feel the hunger on some people beginning to awaken, awaken the hunger. I thank you, Jesus, for more of Jesus, for more of Jesus, for the Holy Spirit is the Lord, for the Lord is the Holy Spirit, for the Lord is the Holy Spirit. Have you desired more of the Holy Spirit? You desire more of Jesus? Lord, we desire more of you, Lord. We desire more of your presence, Lord. We desire more of your anointing, Lord. We desire more of your fire, Lord. We desire more of your power, Lord. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Tell the Lord you want more of him. Just tell him. Tell him. He wants to hear that from you. Tell him you want more of him. Say, Lord, more of you, Jesus. Give us more of your spirit, Lord. More of your Holy Spirit, Jesus. More of your presence, Jesus. Lord, if we have offended the Holy Spirit, I'm sorry, Lord. If we are, Lord Jesus, if we have offended, Lord. Oh, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, Lord. If we have offended your Holy Spirit, we are so sorry, Lord. We are so sorry for offending your Holy Spirit. We are so sorry for offending the Holy Ghost, Jesus. We are so sorry, Lord. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit, the Word of God. We are so sorry for grieving your Holy Spirit in our life, Lord. We are so sorry, Jesus. We are so sorry, Jesus, for grieving your Holy Spirit. We are so sorry, Lord. Forgive us. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us. Forgive us, but fill us, Lord. Fill our life with your Holy Spirit, oh Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, Lord. Sorry for grieving your Holy Spirit, Lord. Sorry for offending your Holy Spirit, Lord. In Jesus' name, oh Lord. Tell the Lord. Tell the Lord you're sorry for offending the Holy Spirit. You're so sorry for grieving the Holy Spirit. There are so many sins that grieve the Holy Spirit. Apologize to the Lord. Say, I'm sorry to the Lord. Let the Lord know you're so sorry. Say, I'm sorry to the Lord for grieving his Holy Spirit in your life. Oh, Lord Jesus, we're so sorry. We are so sorry, Lord, for grieving your Holy Spirit, Lord. Fill us up with your Holy Spirit, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. God is so awesome. The Lord is so awesome. Thank you, Jesus. He's willing. He's willing to fill us. Hallelujah. He's willing to give us the joy, the peace. The soul passes our understanding. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Hearken to the voice of the Lord. Hearken to his voice. It's what he wants for us to hearken. If you know you have grieved the Holy Spirit, apologize. Say, I'm sorry to God. Hallelujah. Repent. 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 Say, I'm sorry to God. If you have grieved the Holy Spirit, if you know you're not walking in the Spirit as you should, as God wants you to be walking in the infilling and the fullness of the Holy Spirit in your life, praise the Lord. Our indifferences, our simple a simple mind, a simple heart, our life, things that we do that I grieve the Holy Spirit, it's not pleasing to God. It is just not pleasing. 
The Bible says, say, clear for us, for us not to grieve the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, not to grieve him. Thank you, Lord, because there are things that grieve us, the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. There are things in our lives. There are things we do. There are things, hallelujah, that we say. Look what the Word of God says in Ephesians 4.30. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, by whom ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. What is the day of redemption? The rapture. Where have we are redeemed through Christ Jesus? We are brought to God. We are brought home. We are brought to heaven. I thank you, Jesus. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit anymore. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Sometimes we complain, where is the Holy Spirit? Where is the presence of God? It is that we grieve it with our sinful life, our sinful mind, our, our, our sinful walk, our sinful way to speak, our sinful way to think. Brothers and sisters, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's repent for grieving the Holy Spirit tonight. In Jesus' name, we are going to have the Holy Spirit in our life, in this life, in the life to come, in the millennium for a thousand years, and in eternity, we will have the Holy Spirit in our life. Jesus said he will be with us forever. Forever, brothers and sisters. When he was sent to us, starting in Pentecost, was to be with us forever. Brothers and sisters, do not grieve him anymore. Do not cause pain to the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Our life today, grieve us the Holy Spirit. What we watch, what we say, grieve us the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for grieving the Holy Spirit. Help us to be obedient, Lord. Help us to watch the right things, Lord. The things that doesn't grieve the Holy Spirit. Help us to say the right things. Help us not to sin, O Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, O Lord. Ask the Lord to help you stop sinning. Lord, help me to stop sinning. Help me to stop sinning to the day of redemption. Help me to stop sinning, Jesus, body, soul, and spirit. Help me, Jesus, to stop sinning. Say to the Lord to help you stop sinning so you will not grieve the Holy Spirit. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. Oh, I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Deuteronomy, hallelujah, says we need to listen to his voice. And then verse 2, and all these blessings will come upon me in our safety, and thou shalt obey the voice of the Lord thy God. The beginning of the blessing God revealed to me. It is listening to the voice of God. The blessing in our life, our new body, our eternal life, everything begins with listening to the voice of God. And all these blessings shall come upon me in our safety. It's if, if. The, the, the voice of the Lord thy God. It is so important to listen to him and obey him. Keep his commandment. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We will be blessed everywhere, the word of God says. Hallelujah. I thank you, Jesus. No matter who comes against us or enemy, we will be defeated by God. I thank you, Lord. But in verse 15, God says that give his people this warning. But if thou will not obey the voice of the Lord thy God, a lot of people say, if you don't obey the commandment, well, if you don't obey the voice, I tell you tonight, if you don't obey the voice, which the commandment is God speaking to you anyway, but if thou will not obey the voice of the Lord thy God to keep and to do all his commandments and his ordinance, which I command thee this day, then all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. You women want to have the blessing overtake your life and your family, or the curse overtake your life and your family. Thank you, Lord. It's up to what? We need to choose. We need to choose. Don't, don't, don't tell God to choose for you. You need to choose. 
Joshua said, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. He chose. He took a stand. He chose who he's going to serve. He chose to serve God and not men. Because everybody went about doing their own thing and forgot all about God. But Joshua said, but for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You need to choose and you need to make a stand. No matter what people say, you and I need to make a stand. You and I need to choose the Lord and stay with the Lord. No matter what happens, I think either with the mountains or moon or removed, we will still stay with the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And again, praise the Lord. And then all these curses will come. Hallelujah. And then all infirmity, correction, and pestilence will come after them. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And the Lord should cause me to fall before thy enemy. That should come out one way. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. And should flee seven ways before them and should be scattered throughout all the kingdoms of the earth. It is not the word of God for us to be defeated by the enemy, but to have victory over the enemy, brothers and sisters. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, I thank you, God. That is so awesome. I hope God is speaking to someone tonight who is willing to serve the Lord and choose the Lord above all, above all the things of this earth. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Deuteronomy 11, 26. Behold, I set before you this day a blessing and a curse. Blessing if ye obey the commandment of the Lord your God, which I command you this day, says Moses, to the people. And the curse if ye will not obey the commandment of the Lord your God, to be turned out of the way, which I command you this day, to go after other gods, which ye have not known. Be forgetting religion to serve other gods, which they don't even know what they're doing. They're just doing it because someone else is telling them to do it. And, and that's what Moses, God is telling his people through Moses. Are those people that go to to other religion, to other gods, and they don't know what they're doing. Islam and Christianity is not the same. Don't be ye not deceived, said Jesus in Matthew 24. Be ye not deceived. Islam Islam and Christianity is not the same. Catholic Jehovah's Witness, hallelujah, it's not the same. Praise the Lord. Worshiping idols, repenting your sin to men, it's not the same that repenting to the Lord Jesus Almighty, to God Almighty, thank you, Lord, than to repenting to men, and it's not the same. Praying to men or idols, it's not the same as praying to God. And those that do that don't know what they're doing. I think they're not worshiping the true God. They're not serving the true God. So we need to take a stand. We need to teach people and tell people what is God and what is our God for people to choose to serve the Lord, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Baruch Hashem Adonai. Yes, Baruch Hashem Adonai. Blessed be the name of the Lord. For sure, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It is not the same what people are saying today it is that it's not. Deuteronomy 21, 23. His body, thank you, Lord. This is for, for, for the one that will be crucified. It was said in the book of Deuteronomy 21, 23. His body should not remain all night upon the tree and upon the cross. We know it was the cross. But thou should bury him 
in the same day, for the curse of God is upon him, that is Hagar. The fire now therefore thy land, which the Lord thy God given thee into inherit. The word of God said, thou shalt not kill. And the moment you choose to kill like Cain, that killed his brother Abel, for his cost, he brought a curse to the land. Brothers and sisters. He brought a curse. And to whoever was hanged, whoever was killed, crucified, hallelujah, he was being, hallelujah, cursed. That's why that curse was on Jesus on the cross, brothers and sisters. And we can claim what Jesus said on the cross because it was set up free, came to set the captive free. It was on himself. It was on his own body as it was being crucified, brothers and sisters, on the cross. That old curse was upon him. That's why we can claim, hallelujah, to be free from the curse because Jesus died for us on the cross. Thank you, Lord. How did you repay generation of curses? First of all, generation of curses through your mother's side or your father's side. You say, Lord, I repent for all curses that my father, generational life, my mother, generational life, committed against you, against your word, from first, second, third, and fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh generation back to Adam and Eve. Lord, I take full responsibility for those sins. Before you, for those I'm repentant sin, I'm sorry, Lord. And you begin to repent. I'm sorry, Jesus. I'm sorry. And whatever curse is attacking your life, let's say uh, black magic. Brothers and sisters, the curse of black magic. If you know that was in your family, but now you are serving the Lord, the devil must be trying to bring that upon your life because there was a curse on your family. You got to repent. He may try. He will use that against you if you don't repent it. That's why these things happen in, in Christian family. But if you repent that curse of the sin, of the curse of black magic, witchcraft, sorcery, hallelujah, and so much more, a divination, psychic, all these things are curses that it might be in your family, and that's why you keep coming to your family. If you repent these with your mother's side and your father's side, hallelujah, first, second, third, fourth, fifth, six, seven, back to Adam and Eve, brothers and sisters, and you break that and you say, Lord, I break this in Jesus' name, Lord. Remove this from my family in Jesus' name. For what Jesus did on the cross where he became our curse himself, so I will be freed of the curse. My family will be freed of the curse. In Jesus' name, I claim this livery over my family. Now you claim what Jesus said on the cross. Thank you, Lord, and the Lord will break that. The devil cannot accuse you for that curse anymore. Because you just have repented the curse. And it's out of your family now. It's out of your way. Thank you, Lord. And you will begin to see the freedom in your life and my life. When I began to do this years ago, my father had killed someone and ended up in jail. His son, my uncle, also killed a man and also ended up in jail. My my, my grandfather had like 12 years. Because they, they, back in the island, they give 10 years. Whoever killed it, 10 years automatically. And so my, my father, they're 12, because he used to get into fire prison. Then my uncle, they're like 14. And this thing was in the family, and I knew about it. And what did I do? Brothers and sisters, when I used to get into fight back in high school, I felt like killing some people, killing other boys. And some people said, why are you acting this way? Some people would say, praise the Lord. And when I came to the Lord, I never did. I never killed anyone. Thank you, Lord, for that. 
will deliver me. But when I came to the Lord, brothers and sisters, I immediately understood by reading the word, going into the word, that it was a curse in the family. I began to repent the curse. My grandfather was very violent, and my uncle too. Brothers and sisters, my grandfather's life was, was really changed for the Lord because he gave his life to Jesus afterward. Brothers and sisters, after I began to repent this curse of killing, violence, and so much more that was manifested in my grandfather, brothers and sisters, in my life and my family, and everyone began to be more peaceful in the family. My mother, after she saw my grandfather, who was a violent man, how peaceful and humble he became afterward. After I've been breaking these curses for months, brothers and sisters, months breaking these curses, fasting and breaking these curses. And the Lord began to break this up the family, which the devil was using to accuse the family and attack the family. But not anymore. Not anymore. And some of my aunts and daughters of my grandfather, sons and daughters, have become to be a Christian today. And my brother, my sister, giving her life to Jesus. Why, brother and sister? Because I began to break curses in the family that have been in the family in my own experience as a Christian for many, many hundreds of years. Because our great-grandmother, who died, who died back in 1988, I'm sorry, back in 1998, back in 1998, when she died, she was close to 120, my grand-grandmother. I have said this story here on the Lord's Hour. I told this story. And my grand-grandmother, brothers and sisters, grand, her grandfather killed, him, killed another neighbor who was killing himself. He was in a fight. They both had a machete knife, in case you don't understand. You don't know what machete is. And because in the island people use machete all the time. And they killed themselves with these knives, brothers and sisters. They starved themselves to death. Both of them killed themselves, brothers and sisters. Amen. Yes, the cock coconuts. Amen. And I tell you that and her son also from the marriage, hallelujah, was killed too, right in front of her. Died right in front of her. So what I'm saying is these curses were in the family, brothers and sisters, for many and many generations of generation back when I was not even thinking to be born. She, my grand grandmother was born in 19. Oh, actually, she got her her uh, birth certificate in 1988. I'm sorry, in 1888. 1888, brothers and sisters. In 1888, when she got her birth certificate, but she was already 18 or 19 when she got her birth certificate. It died in 1998, so you can calculate how old she was. She was either 120 or more than 120 when she passed away, but she went to be home with the Lord, is what I want to say. She was very Catholic, very religious, but I never stopped praying for her and breaking these curses, and the Lord set her free of the curses and saved her soul. This is so important. That's why I tell people, you've got to take the word for what the word says and believe it and apply it to you and your family because the outcome of the blessing is greater than you say, I don't believe that. It is a lot greater. Because I have people back in 2012, 2013 say, oh, I don't believe that. But those that believe receive the blessing. Those that did not believe, they're not. And so 
praise the Lord, believe the word of God, believe the word of God. I always have said to the people, you don't need to believe me. Believe God's word. That's what you need to believe. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Deuteronomy 23, 4. Because they met you now with bread and water in the way when ye came out of Egypt, because they hired against the Valen, the son of Beor, behold, around ring to curse thee. Nevertheless, the Lord thy God would not hearken unto Valen, but the Lord thy God, hallelujah, turned the curse to a blessing. Valen was the prophet. And Balaam, because he was listening to Balak, kept going to God to see what to do in regard to the curse that Balak wanted him to do. And God would say, do not curse these people because they are blessed. Brothers, and to be careful because that life is in the power of the tongue. You can curse us, you can bless. Don't curse anyone because they will come on their life if they are not blessed under the, under the blood of Jesus. If they are under the blood of Jesus, if they are blessed, the curse is not going to come upon them, brothers and sisters. But you have committed a sin, and you need to repent for that. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord. God is so awesome. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Look, another curse that is among a lot of people today that don't even know. Brothers and sisters, this is another curse. There is a month of many people listening right now, and they don't even know. They haven't broken this curse. They haven't repented for this curse. First you repent, and then you break it to your mother's side and your father's side. Back into what I'm going to need. Deuteronomy 27, 15. Curse be the man that should make any curse or more than image, which is an abomination unto the Lord, the work of the hand of craftsmen that put it in a secret place, and all the people shall answer and say, so be it. When people worship idols, when people pray to idols, let it be to the Virgin Mary or Peter, St. Peter, St. Mary, or St. Paul, they become cursed. Brothers and sisters, what the Word of God teaches us, pay attention, pay close attention to what the Word of God says. Again, cursed be the men, and that include women, that should make any carbon more than image, which is an abomination to the Lord, the work of the hand of craftsmen, that put it in a secret place, and all the people should say, hallelujah, all the people should not say amen, so be it. That's what amen means. So be it. So there are many people who probably came out of the Catholic Church and used to pray to Mary and put quarters and and dollars to marry idols and pray to them. Don't brought curses to your life. And you need to repent those things. Brothers and sisters, if you pray to Mary, St. Mary, St. Paul, St. Peter, St. Anthony, whoever, any of these saints that you pray to, they became a curse to you. You open the door for the curse in your life, in your family, and you need to repent for doing this. You need to repent these curses. Even the generation of Christians, your mother, your father, side back to what I'm going to eat. And break these things. You need to do it through fasting. It might be that you need to, do, need to do more than a day or two fasting. You may need to do several days of fasting or different fasting in different weeks. But you need to break these curses of your life. Sometimes the curse is not broken when one, when one time repent or with two or three or four. 
Sometimes you need to spend a lot of time repenting because it's a great offense unto God. Look what the Word of God says, which is an abomination to the Lord. That means it's a greater sin to the Lord. That's what it means. An abomination is a great sin to the Lord. So if you have committed great sin to the Lord, it may not want repentance do the do the work for God to say, okay, I'm breaking this for your family, your life. Thank you, Jesus. You might have to spend weeks or months of repenting, and then God began to break this for your family. I spent months doing this for my family, and then I began to see the results of it. Some people do it a week or two, and then they say, oh, how come it's not done? Because God wants more repentance from you. That's why. Because it, it is such an abomination, it's an, which is an abomination to the Lord. It's a great sin is what it means. Abominations are the greatest sin to the Lord. Hallelujah. In other words, God would, would now will have you do that thing, commit that thing. It's a great sin. Thank you, Lord. It's an abomination. So that means you need to spend time in repentance with God. When, when Israel, if you look up abomination, when the, when the people of Israel committed abomination before the Lord, they spent months and sometimes years in repenting, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. Although we have Jesus now next to the Father who went to see for our day and night, we may not take years doing this now because we have the Lord helping us. But you still need to take the time with the Lord repenting because it's a great sin that you have committed before God, or your family have committed before the Lord. And someone needs to repent it. That's why it's a generational curse, brothers and sisters. It's in the generation. It's in the family, in other words. It's in the family. Generation means family, in case you didn't know, because people say, what is a generational curse? It's a family. It's something in the family that needs to be repented. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. Let me move on now. Thank you, Lord. Moses has, or God has through Moses, had the people confess or said amen to all these curses that Moses said that will come upon them if they will not obey. Deuteronomy 27, 16, Curse thee, he that curses his father and mother and all the people to say amen, so be it. Deuteronomy 27, 17 now. Curse be he that removes his neighbor more and all the people to say amen. Deuteronomy 27, 19. Curse he that maketh the blind go out of the way and all the people to say amen. The blind go out of the way. Thank you. Mislead someone from the Lord who doesn't truly know the Lord, who is seeking the Lord, a lot of people do that. Last year and the year before, and years by, a lot of people that began to call me a prophet began to contact people secretly to tell them not to listen to the Lord's Tower. We had a great multitude daily that would listen to the Lord's Tower, but because these people, hallelujah, misled these that the Lord was bringing to, to prepare them for the rapture, although great punishment is going to come upon them. And some already are receiving the punishment, I tell you right now, because some have told me this. Some have told me the punishment that had come on their life because they began to tell people I was a full prophet. The Lord put his hand on their life, and I share some of the testimony. Three people, three brothers and sisters, because it was a female, but specifically, I'm not going to say the name, were coming against me 
a couple of years ago here on the Lord Tower, contacting people secretly not to listen to me on the Lord Tower, and the Lord put his hand on their life, and the only thing they had left was their life. He took everything they had, and the Lord spoke to them and said, because you are talking against my servant, my son. This is why. And they contacted me because the Lord told them to. And to say I'm sorry and for me to forgive them, hallelujah, and for them not to do it anymore, the Lord said to them. Praise the Lord. But the Lord took everything they had. The only thing they had left was their life, one of the brothers says to me. The only thing he was left, God took away his job. God took away his wife and children from him. God began to take everything away from him. The only thing God left him was his life. Because everything he had, God took away from him. And the Lord spoke to him and let him know. Because you have spoken against my servant, Alvi, at the Lord's hour. Thank you, Jesus. That is my prayer, and he is my servant, the Lord said to him. You got to contact his name and say, I'm sorry. Praise the Lord, because my anger is against you. Thank you, Lord. And Jesus spoke to me a couple of weeks about this again. His anger is again a man who contacted me and called me a full prophet. Jesus spoke to me. I didn't even ask the Lord to talk to me when I was in prayer. I always do ask the Lord. But I was repenting and asking the Lord to have mercy. And the Lord Jesus began to talk to me with such an authority, in such a clear voice, and says, hallelujah, that this will not go unpunished. Thank you, Lord. Time is short. We're not here to play games. Soul needs to be saved. More soul needs to be saved. We need to be about our Father's business, saving soul. Our Father God, Jesus and the Holy Spirit, their work every day on this earth is to save soul. Proverbs to him that says so is, is wise. Hallelujah. God said, do not touch my anointed one. Do not touch my anointed. He's very clear in his word. Thank you, Jesus. We have to be winning soul down here, brothers and sisters. That's what we need to do. Thank you, Lord. And the Lord has warned me about other people who are coming against this ministry. He told me he is watching them closely. Those that say they are with me, the Lord said to me, but are not against me. The Lord says, they say one thing to you, but they go behind your back and do something else, the Lord says to me. I am watching them for this. I will not rapture them. They will have to stay in the tribulation, Jesus said to me. Very clear, very clear, brothers and sisters. I did not ask the Lord to do this or bring this punishment upon them, but the Lord said he's going to do this. He will not rapture them, he says, although they're asking him to rapture them because they have come against this program and his people. God have mercy. Deuteronomy 27, 19, Cursed be he that hindered the right of the stranger, the fatherless, the widow, and all the people to say amen, so be it. Brothers and sisters, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I have said to people here, whoever... Donate to this program. I will donate tithes and offering to Israel and offering to Africa. The poor and the widow will be supported through this program. And that's exactly what we've been doing. The first thing I do when people donate to the program is send tithes and offering to Israel and donation to Africa. Praise the Lord. I will not change that. 
for anything. I will stay in obedience for the Lord, and I ask the Lord to help me to stay in obedience in regard to that. Because it's the word I have said, it's the promise with the Lord, hallelujah, and so be it. Thank you, Lord. It is for God that we're working, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Deuteronomy 27, 20, Cursed be he that lieth with his father's wife, for he had uncovered his father's skirt, and all the people should say, Amen, so be it. Brothers and sisters, there are people desiring someone else's wife, and the father desiring the father's wife of seeing her naked, and it is such a sin before God. And that's also a curse. There are family curse going on for things like this that people do it. It needs to be repented and it needs to be broken. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Another curse. Little number 27, 21. Curse be he that lieth for a beast, for any beast, and all the people to say, Amen. So be it. There are people that lie for dogs. There are videos and stuff online that people put online doing this kind of abomination. Be careful with that. And if this has been done in your family, you probably don't know. But the Lord can give you a witness. Repent these sins in your family. Repent these curses in your family. Praise the Lord, because the Lord can remove these things, can break these things from your family, and then you can enjoy your freedom of the Lord, because who the Son set free, it is free indeed. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. There was a young man coming against this program. He had hacked into the one of the password of this program. God put his hand on him, brothers and sisters. I want him to stop doing that. He thought it was a joke. And I told him that that will not go unpunished. He mocked me. He laughed at me. And I left that in the Lord's hand. A few months after, the Lord put his hand on him. Brothers and sisters, everything went wrong to him. Brothers and sisters, praise the Lord. Everything he wanted, he did not got. He got jail, got everything that came on his life. Brothers and sisters, the hand of the Lord was against him, and he got jailed. He got thrown in the worst place he ever wanted to be. Brothers, I didn't pray for them. I find out later on this happens to him. He was coming against this program, and I warned him, and I told him, a lot of people think that we are just playing, or this is a joke, until the hand of the Lord comes in their life. This is not what we want. The Lord has put me here specifically. When Jesus was in front of me to tell me to open up this program, he told me that anyone that comes against me will come against him. Very clear. And I said this back in the beginning of 2012. For everyone who was listening to know, praise the Lord. But other people took it as a joke in the hand of the Lord came upon their life and lost everything they had and even the things they wanted. God have mercy. Praise the Lord. Because the young man had not been able to stand since the Lord put his hand on him. He had not been able to stand. Brothers and sisters, and it's so sad, and it's really sad when this happens. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Deuteronomy 27 22. Cursed be he that lieth with his sister, daughter of his father, daughter of his mother, and all the people shall say amen, so be it. This happens in many families that we think we see news like this on television or on the internet, things like this that happen. Praise the Lord. If you know this happens in your family, brother with brother, sister with sister, hallelujah, this is, this is a, a curse. 
in the family that needs to be repented and that needs to be broken back to Adam and Eve. Take these things serious and do them, brothers and sisters, because this hinders many families. Hallelujah. For having peace, having joy, having communion and union in the family. A lot of the things that we enjoy, many families don't enjoy. It's because this curse is among them, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. It needs to be repented. It's better to write them down, like I told people, write them down or seek them in your Bible, highlight them, and pray. All the time you're praying, if you write them down, you can claim them. You can claim what Jesus did on the cross, how he became a curse. So we will be set free from the courage, the Bible says. Thank you, Lord. Very important. Very, very important. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy 27, 23, Cursed be he that lieth with his mother-in-law, and all the people to say amen. This is another curse that happens in family. It used to happen, and it's still happening today. And some people think that as a joke. It's not a joke. None of these things we're talking about are a joke. Yes, they happen. Yes, a lot of people watch Jerry, Jerry on television, where people talk about these things, and they think it's funny. funny. And it's, they don't understand the Lord is allowing these things to come on, on the Jerry show on television for people to see that it's real and that uh, the Christian begins to repent because there's a lot of Christian homes, brothers and sisters, that these things are happening, brother with brother, sister with sister, with the mother-in-law with the mother. And it's just so much. God have mercy. And Jerry has had most of all these people in his show, the television show. Jerry's Prager is a program. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It says, uh, Deuteronomy 28, 16, Cursed be thou in the town, and cursed be also in the field. So when they're cursed in the family, not only your life is affected, but also your field, hallelujah, the town and the field, because all this spreads to the town and your land. The field is your land. The town is the neighborhood where you live. All the town will be affected, and all your field will be affected. And what you want the land to give you, you will not enjoy it, because of these curses. But if you begin to, hallelujah, to break these curses in your family, hallelujah, they begin to be free in the town also. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen, brothers. Brother Jivan said, if he has offended anyone, he says, I'm sorry. Praise the Lord. He said, I'm sorry to anyone he has offended. Praise the Lord. Yes, I'm sorry if I have offended myself anyone also. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That's why we have to be careful what we say. Thank you, Lord. Deuteronomy 28:17. Curse shall thy basket be in thy dog. Your basket can be, hallelujah, your shopping. When you do shopping, a lot of people don't have money to shop anymore. And when they go shopping, they bring very little home because they don't have enough money. The basket could be the bank account, brothers and sisters, because in all age people have baskets. When they put their stuff in, maybe their money, the currency. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But there you go. Everything you have, everything you only can curse when you are cursed or when your family are cursed. That's why breaking curse is a must today because I'll set your life free, I'll set your family free, and also your town, your land, your field, your children. Praise the Lord. As I began to break curses in my family, my grandfather, his sons and daughters, his grandchildren began to be set free, brothers and sisters, from things, brothers and sisters. And there's still curses I'm still repenting in the family. 
praise the Lord, because there'll be new things people will try, especially if not serving the Lord. But then you'll, you'll continue to repent these curses, and the Lord will set them free. They will have a visitation from the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. That's very important also. Deuteronomy 28, 18. Curse shall be the fruit of thy body, the fruit of thy land, the increase of thy kind, and the flock of thy sheep. Praise the Lord. There's still curses among them. Praise the Lord that we need to break. There was miscarriage on my mother's side and my white mother's side. So what do we do? We need to break these miscarriages because they still happen today, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. They still need to be broken. They, need, they still need to be fast and confessed and broken in the name of the Lord. Confess, repent. Thank you, Lord. Very important. We, we confess these things. We break these things in our family life through our mother and father's back to Adam and Eve. Thank you, Lord, because the Lord will break them. They need to be confessed, first of all. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thy land, thy body, thy fruit, they increase of thy kind, of flock, and thy sheep, thy animals. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy 28, 19. Curse shall be when thou comest in, curse also when thou goest out. You're going in and you're going out. Some people say, man, I cannot get out of my house without getting a bad news on my cell phone. Some people say, thank you, Lord. It may sound funny, but it's true. A lot of people cannot be away from the children of the family without receiving a bad news call from them. Something wrong they done. Curse in the family. That needs to be confessed and broken. Thank you, Jesus. You don't need to wait. You can get into fasting. Pray and fasting and begin to break them. In the name of the Lord, confess the sin of these curses, these open doors. And break them in the name of the Lord through fasting and prayer. Thank you, Lord. And the Lord will break your stuff, and your children will enjoy their life, abundant life, as the curses are broken. They will get to know the Lord also. Thank you. Because I noticed as I, I began to do this in my family, now also will they be set free. But they began to know the Lord. If I would have talked to them before when they have the curses, they, they would not listen to me. They, they didn't have time to listen to me. But as I began to break the curses, they began to listen, and they began to be saved. You see the difference? It, bring, it, it allows the blessing to flow when you break the curse. That's why when you are under obedience, there is abundance. Under disobedience, there's lack of everything. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah for your word, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Little number 28, 45. Moreover, all these curses shall come upon thee, shall pursue thee and overtake thee till thou be destroyed, because thou obeyest not the voice of the Lord thy God to keep his commandment, his ordinance which commandeth thee, thee. Hallelujah. So there you go. For not listening to God, that's another curse. Those that refuse to listen to God's commandment, hallelujah, there are curses coming upon their life, brothers and sisters. Curse is coming upon their life because they are not listening to God's commandments. They're not listening. Not listening to his boy and obey them. Because when you listen is when you obey. When you pay close attention to what God is telling you, that's what you're able to obey because you are listening. Don't let anyone distract you when you're listening to God's word. Tell your children, listen, if you want to go watch the television, don't distract me when I'm listening to the Lord's hour. 
Praise the Lord. Sometimes when, when I'm listening to something important, a message or a word, I tell my children, go play in your room. If you want to be here, be quiet, okay, please. Sometimes they'll be quiet, and they'll stay for a little and listen. Then they'll go and play. They are learning little by little. You begin to teach them that when it's the word of God is serious, it's time to listen. It's time to be quiet. Thank you, Lord. Very important, brothers and sisters. And we need to practice this. We need to practice this more and more because this, this is such a great blessing for us. And we want that blessing. Thank you, Lord. We want to be blessed. We want to walk under the blessing of the Lord, under the obedience, listening careful to his voice. Whatever he's telling us, we need to listen. Thank you, Lord. The Lord reminded me this week how he told me something, but I wasn't listening. Then I'm sorry, Lord. I immediately, I began to, to know and recognize that I wasn't listening to what he was telling me. So I said, I'm sorry. Okay, Lord, I'm sorry. Praise the Lord, because it's important to the Lord that you listen. Praise, and if you miss the message, then say, I'm sorry to the Lord. Because he expects us to listen. We are his servants. We are his servants, and we must listen to the Lord. I thank you, Jesus. I still got so many Bible verses. Praise the Lord. And I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I'm going to finish all them in, in three days. I told the people, hallelujah, I know I need to go back to them. And, and praise the Lord and, and continue to bring more. I need to take a rest. Hallelujah. My throat is already hurting. Praise the Lord. But thank you, Lord. I am planning to continue to bring these teachings. Praise the Lord. Uh, uh, Sister Carla is going to be on tomorrow. Hallelujah. We have Wednesday, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Thursday available. I know a lot of people missed the one on Sunday. I'm going to play it on, on Thursday. Praise the Lord. For people to enjoy the teaching, it's all going to be in one program about breaking the curses, how to break the curses. I want to come back again and continue, hallelujah, continue to teach about breaking these curses because we still have so much to go and so much to talk about, so many other different curses that are among us today that we haven't talked about yet that we need to continue to talk about them. My brother, my sister, I hope that with a day or two of rest of my throat, which is swollen right now, praise the Lord, I'll be ready to continue to bring the next Bible study. Praise the Lord. Next week, I know uh, Brother Pablo will not be on. I am planning to be on, brothers and sisters, on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Again, God willing, brothers and sisters, I am blessed to come again. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, because a life of being blessed, and I continue, I need to continue to show people by the word of God, the blessing that is to begin to break these curses, because as we do, brothers and sisters, more people are going to begin to be free for the Lord. The presence of the Lord is going to be more real in your life. You will be more filled with the presence of God and you will have more freedom to serve the Lord. Your family will have more freedom to serve the Lord. Your children will be able to enjoy the presence of the Lord more. As you begin to break the curses of prayer and fasting. Now that in these three days we have talked about these things, and we will continue. Now I ask you that you will apply these teachings. If you have missed something, go back to Sunday teaching. It was two hours Sunday. 
in, in a little bit more than an hour yesterday, last night, in an hour and a half tonight. Praise the Lord. I am planning to do more and more hours of these teaching because of the blessing they are. And I hope that you follow the teaching. I am giving them a number, part one, part two, part three, and they'll be part four of these teachings because I'm hoping that more people will apply the word, will begin to fast. I had a word from my sister. My sister was telling me she is going to begin a three-day fasting. Praise the Lord. For those that are going to begin fasting, if you want to email me to Saba, Nine 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 four nine. I'm going to put it on the chat room right now. Praise the Lord. Please email me. Thank you, Lord. So I can also pray for your fasting and for your victory in the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Yes, shalom there. Shalom. I, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Shalom. Nice to see you. Praise the Lord. So please, please, hallelujah. If you're going to begin your fasting, email me. Please email me so I can pray for you and your fasting, that you will have the strength from the Lord to do your fasting and for you to really uh, be set free from these curses in your family, your children, whoever you're going to be doing for this, you're going to be standing in the gap for, for, them to, for these curses to be broken off your family. Whatever sin your family, hallelujah, have committed in the past, thank you. Hallelujah, that you would, hallelujah, stand in the God for them and say, Lord, I need you to set my children free, my husband free, my wife free, my, my grandparents, my generational line, back to Adam and Eve, first, second, third, fourth, six, seven, back to Adam and Eve, Lord. Lord, I stand in the God for each one of them, and I repent, Lord, these generational curses that they have committed in, in my generation life, through my father's time, my mother's time, I'm so sorry, Lord Jesus, I'm so sorry. I take full responsibility for these sins and these generational curses, Lord, that they committed and they're disobedient to your word, not listening to your voice, Lord, and not keeping your commandment, Lord Jesus. I repent, Holy Jesus. I repent, Holy Jesus. I'm so sorry, Jesus. And you begin to confess them. You, can, you begin to stand in the gap for them. And you begin to tell the Lord, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. How, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You want them, hallelujah. Praise the Lord to be set from this. And you begin to fast. And you begin to pray. Break them through fasting. That's my recommendation for you. Thank you, Jesus. Break these things through fasting. Praise the Lord. Because the Lord is faithful, especially through fasting. Because that's what Isaiah 58, 6 says, to break the joke through the fasting that the Lord has chosen. And through fasting, you want to do this. Very important. You'll be very biblical on this and very specific. Isaiah 58, 6, God tells you the fasting he has chosen. And what to break through the fasting, brothers and sisters. Very specific, God is. Thank you, Lord. Break all these joke generational curses in your life. These are joke in your life. Father, a yoke was what, they, what was put on the animal, so the animal will be held back from moving the control. That's why these curses are joke, because that's what, we, what was put on the animal, to hold him down, to hold him still in the past. Brothers and sisters, to work the land. And those jokes hold them still, hold them back from moving. Those, that's what the devil has put on people. 
today and Christians to hold them back, for them to be still, for them not to conquer. Some people cannot preach. Some people cannot talk to the lost. Some people cannot sit on the table with the family because there's no argument, fighting, division, cursing, and so much more, brothers and sisters. Unfaithfulness in Christian homes today, either the wife is being sheep without a woman or the, or the wife cheating her husband with another man. All these curses are going on in the Christian home today that needs to be confessed, that needs to be broken. And my advice to you tonight is that you will begin to confess these sin and curses and begin to break them through fasting. Don't try to do it unless you are fasting. It's my recommendation to you. Because God said that the joke is broken to fasting. Isaiah 58, 6. Read it. It's very important. Very, very important. You do it through fasting, my brother, my sister. Thank you, Lord. Even when you read the Old, the Old Testament, when, when Jacob was called to bear an altar for the Lord, he told the woman and everyone to clean from all these things they had, on all these idols and all these things. In other words, before you serve the Lord and make sacrifice for the Lord, you need to cleanse your life. You need to confess your sin. Before you go into fasting, confess your sin. Go into prayer and begin to confess your sin before you go into fasting. A lot of things I teach the people is this. Do not open your Bible without repenting your sin. Why? Sin is a war between God, God and us. Sin blinds us. Sin keeps us from understanding God's word. So what do you do? Before you read God's word, before you open the Bible and repent your sin to the Lord, say, Lord, I'm sorry for all my sin this day, for my transgression, my disobedience, before you open your Bible to the Lord, brothers and sisters. And once you do this, some people have written back to me and said, oh, my God, brother Elby, what a blessing that is that you said. I've been doing that, and I can understand the word like never before. Some people have said to me, one of the problems people have is, yes, they do read the Bible, but they read it with sin in their life. When sin blinds you, when sin is a, is a war between you and God, what are you doing? What are you doing? You don't do that. Repent your sin before you read God's holy word. And then the word will become to be a life in your life when you repent your sin. The word of God is holy. The Word of God teaches us that the Word of God is holy, it's pure, it's righteous of the righteous, David said. So you repent your sin before you read the Word. You say, Lord, I'm sorry, Lord, for all my sin and trespasses, Lord. Before I read your Word, Lord, I want to confess all my sin, cleansing with the blood of Jesus, body, soul, and spirit. Cleanse my mind, Lord Jesus, with your blood and your fire. My heart with your blood and your fire. Begin to confess your sin. And then... When you begin to read God's word, my goodness, what a revelation you begin to receive. How a blessing the word of God is to your life. Because your word is pure, your life is pure because the blood of Jesus, hallelujah, has cleanses you. And now the word begins to do all the work that you have missed in all the years you've been reading the Bible. You won't believe how many people are reading the Bible and don't get it. And so they repent before they do it, and then it begins to be alive in them. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. Let me let me share something out of the word quickly. Praise you, Lord. Some some of them has been praying for me. My throat swollen. It's going down. I don't know who's praying for me, but I can feel the anointing. 
and my throat going down. Thank you, Lord. I was about to close the program, and someone began to pray for me, and I saw the anointing going to my throat, and my swelling had gone down. That must have been a powerful prayer. My goodness. Thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you, Lord, for that anointing going through me. Hallelujah. Thank you. What a proverb for. Proverb 1, 2, to know wisdom, instruction, to understand the word of knowledge, to receive instruction, to do wisely by just judgment and equity, to give unto the simple childness of wit, to the child knowledge and discretion. A wise man shall hear and increase his learning. A man of understanding to obtain and unto the wise counsel. To understand parable, the interpretation of the word of the wise, and their dark saying. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but full of despite wisdom and instruction. This word, brothers and sisters, it is to bring us to the fear of the Lord. That's what this word is for. To bring us to the fear closer to the Lord. In other words, but if we cannot come closer to the Lord if we have sin in our lives. Sin is a war between God and us. The separation between God and men is sin. That's why Jesus died on the cross. That's why we are told to repent. We need to understand the word of God. Repent before you even read the Bible. Read the word of God and watch the blessing. Begin to do it tonight. Begin to do it today before you open your Bible, before you go to bed. First, repent your sins, your transgression, your disobedience. Ask the Lord to cleanse your heart and mind with your, his blood and holy fire. Hallelujah. Because Jesus said he will cleanse that with his holy fire. And I tell you, as you do this, and God begins to cleanse you, the word of God comes alive to you. It will begin to do a mighty work in your life. And you will enjoy everything God has in store for you. God has reward in heaven for his bride. God has many rewards for his people. God has a lot that he wants to pour into us. But wants us to humble ourselves, come to him in humility. He will prepare our life through repenting and get us ready for our blessing through Jesus Christ our Lord. Thank you, Lord. Don't miss, yes, don't miss the Lord's Hour in Spanish and English tomorrow night. That's going to be awesome. That's going to be awesome. Sister Carla is going to be here live in Spanish and English. Praise the Lord. We have a group in Spanish that listen to the Lord's Hour. They're being blessed. And Sister Carla and I have talked about, you know, uh, yes, Wednesday in Spanish, but also there are English people, English-speaking who loves to hear Sister Carla's teaching. So I'm glad Sister Carla is going to bring it in both languages because she has a lot of followers that love her teaching in English, but she also has followers that love her teaching in Spanish. And so praise the Lord, now they can both listen and rejoice, praise the Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. So that's going to be awesome. It is going to be awesome, brothers and sisters. Keep our brother Kevin, hallelujah, in his group in prayer. Please keep him in prayer. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. If the Lord will be, they, that, they, that he may be back to the Lord's hour. Praise the Lord. Everything that's in the Lord's hand, time is short. We are going home soon, my brothers and sisters. Here is another wonderful teaching 
Praise the Lord that I have ready for tonight. Thank you, Lord, that I know it will bless your life. Thank you, Jesus. God is so awesome. Hallelujah. Who is like our God? There is no one. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make your face shine upon you. May the Lord Jesus give you his shalom. If you never heard about the glorified body teaching, I don't know how many of you are looking forward for a glorified body. If you are looking forward to your glorified body, listen to this teaching because it's going to bless your life. Right, Jesus, hallelujah. God is so good. He continues to warm us, hallelujah, of his coming. His coming is just so close, and every day is getting closer. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so we, we want to continue to look up to Jesus, keeping our eyes on him, knowing that without him, there is nothing we can do, my brothers and sisters. We all need a rabbi, and we need a rabbi, our Lord, Yeshua, Yahashua, the Lord Jesus Christ. We need him, and we need him every day. The disciple and the people in Jerusalem who over 2,000 years ago had the privilege to have Jesus walking among them, and they can go to him for anything, any teaching, any revelation, anything they needed. It was there provided by God through Jesus. And so the bride of Christ and these last days are the best of the tools that God is using to preach his word, to bring his teaching to the to the nation. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so we have to be able to, to be used by God. We have to submit to the will of God in order for God to use us, brothers and sisters. We got to seek that. We got to want that with all of our heart because that is the will of God. Praise Jesus for, his, for the bride of Christ. Praise the Lord. And so every day that goes by, we get closer to the rapture. We get closer to meeting the Lord in the air, which that is going to be very soon. I want to welcome my sister Amy to the Lord Tower. Hi, Brother LV. Hi, brothers and sisters. Amen. God bless you all. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Will you read that chapter for us, Second Thessalonians 5, Sister Amy? Is it Second Thessalonians? First Thessalonians, sorry, sorry 5. Okay, First Thessalonians 5. Now, brothers and sisters, about, about the times and dates, we do not need to write you, for you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you, brothers and sisters, are not of the darkness, so that this day should surprise you like a thief. You are children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then, let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be awake and sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober putting on the faith and the love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation and hel as a helmet. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing now. We ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those 
who work hard among you and who care for you in the Lord and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard in love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, to warn those who are idle and disruptive. Encourage the disheartened. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all and hold on to what is good and reject every kind of evil. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Brothers and sisters, pray for us and greet all God's people with a holy kiss, and I charge you before the Lord to have this letter read to all the brothers and sisters. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Praise Jesus. Thank you, Sister Amy. I love verse 9 that it says, For God has not destined us for wrath, for judgment, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. That, that is so beautiful there. And so that is another word for rapture. If you want to understand what the what the what the word rapture taken out uh before the, the destruction come, that could be an understanding for the rapture. And so salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, we are going to be taken out soon. Hallelujah. Because we are not appointed for rap. We're not appointed for judgment. We're not appointed to be destroyed. Hallelujah. Because that's exactly what's going to happen in the tribulation. Because a lot of people write to me, a lot of people want to know, Brother Elby, what else is going to happen in the tribulation? But, well, we need to have a clear understanding, hallelujah, what the tribulation means uh, in regard to the bride, in regard to God's sons and daughters. And if you are a son and a daughter of the Lord, God have not appointed you for you to be destroyed, for you to go through judgment. And so uh, uh, the rap, it's also, someone was explaining rap, and it was saying that rap is, is a process that God uses to cleanse uh, people, to cleanse humanity. He had used the same turn back to Israel, referring to Israel in the past. And it's, if God had, used, had, had released a rap to turn Israel back to him. And so we know that there will be great multitude that John saw coming out of the tribulation, that will be saving the tribulation, great multitude, the apostle John saw. My brothers and sisters, I see millions and millions of people coming down from the valleys to the, to the millennium. And, and a lot of these people are the people that are going to be saved in the tribulation. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so there's great multitude, hallelujah, coming out of the tribulation that are going to the millennium. When Jesus Christ is going to start his millennium, uh, we are going to be there with him. Not, not all of us are coming down to the millennium, just in case, because a lot of people had a lot of questions in regard to that, and they want to know if they're coming or not. And I, I have told people, 
um, to pray to the Lord and seek the Lord in regard to this. I believe my sister Amy, did, did the Lord tell you that you were going to the millennium, sister Amy? You know, Brother LV, um he did, um, but he also had told me that um, I would I would be able to go back to to heaven as well. Yes, yes, me too. I will be able to go back to heaven as well. Yeah. We can we can spend a day in the millennium, and then the part of the night we can go back to heaven if we want, because there's no require a sleep in heaven. And so when you go back to heaven, you, you're energized again to come down to the millennium. And so that's one of the privileges that if we remain in obedience in a glorified body, we don't have to sleep. You know, the rest of the people will have to that, that are not walking in the, in the new glorified body. Because a lot of people have asked these questions. And so... Uh, one of the privileges of having a glorified body, this is the people that goes to heaven. They will be able to come down and move in the spirit of thought, and, and they don't have to sleep necessarily. But the rest of the people that comes down to the valley, they looks like they have to sleep and all things like that. And they're very different than us. And so that's one thing that, 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 that I've seen where the Lord takes me to the millennium i seen this, and I was there a few nights ago, and I was enjoying the privilege of being able to move back and forward in the speed of thought and, and being able to fly, too, and, and it was so awesome. I, I've been able to fly in the millennium, and I just think it's so awesome. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so I want to encourage people to seek the Lord, continue to seek the Lord, and, and, and work with the Lord for him to get us ready to go to heaven. You know, there's so much privilege with those that 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 are that are holy bride of Christ, that are really walking close with the Lord. The Lord is going to give them great reward, like He says in in in, in uh, Revelation 21. And so, we want to receive those rewards from the Lord. We have to walk very close to Him, like He said to me one night, uh, "My son, I want you to be uh, uh, keep, watch, always watch." Always watch for my coming. Always. Always be prepared. And so um, that's one thing we got to keep in mind, my brothers and sisters. The Lord said this to me. Always be prepared. Always we got to be in repenting. We always got to be seeking the Lord. And so when I, when I, when I say always, what, what do I mean? Always. Yeah. Always. It means always. Um, it, it don't matter the situation that we're in. We can all pray, because we can talk, can we? And, and even the people that cannot talk, they can still pray in their mind. And so watch and pray. That was That's what Jesus said to the disciple. So we can watch for the Lord coming, and we can pray. And watching is so important, hallelujah. Watching is so important, because you're always looking forward to be going home with Jesus. Amen. You always got in your mind that you want to be rapture ready. You want to be ready when Jesus comes. And so while you're watching, if you sin, you immediately start repenting because you know that if in a moment you're sinning, the, the trumpet sound, there can be a chance of you not going. And so that, that nervousness, that's, that fear, I would say, is always there. It's always there in my life. Praise Jesus. That I want to go home.
and I don't want to stay. I, you know, I don't want this trumpet to sound, and I'm not being ready, me personally. And so that's how I share with people. I share my own experience with the Lord, what is going on in my life. And I think it's a great help because giving testimony is a great way to evangelize. And it actually works. What do you think, Sister Amy? I I agree completely, Brother Elvie. There has been, you know, many a times that even you sharing your testimony has really strengthened and helped my walk with the Lord and even helped me grow closer to Him. So, you know, we always got to be ready to share our testimonies um, with other people because it really helps people um, gain strength. Amen? Amen. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And, you know, there's always those moments like this past week, um, I, I I bought a washer for the house, and and um, until they came to deliver, they gave me a ninety day warranty, and so I went back to have them fix it for me, and praise Jesus, Hallelujah, the guy the guy is telling me that the work is free, but I have to pay for the part, and that's not what the uh, warranty says. Praise Jesus, Hallelujah, but I'm there and like. Um, if if I start arguing with him, this is we're not gonna go nowhere with this. So I try to tell him nicely that you know it's under warranty and 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 you know he, he should fix it. And he's telling me you have to buy the part, but that's not in the warranty. And so now I'm thinking, my goodness. And so I ask him, how much will be for the part? He says uh, forty five dollars. I say, all right, I'll pay the forty five dollars. And so, but God is so good, and I'm thinking, Lord, this guy's taking advantage of me. And so I know banking is at the Lord, you know. I, what I could do is end up getting mad with the guy and arguing, which that's not what the Lord wants. Hallelujah. That's not what the Lord wants for me to get into an argument with him. Amen. So the Bible the Bible says that we should walk in peace with all men. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So I'm keeping that in my mind, and I know the Lord doesn't want me to argue with him. So I say, all right, I'll give you the $45. And so the, we, the guy was happy. Okay. I'll, I'll fix it. I go to the shop, get you the part, whatever. And, and so as he was doing it, he found that it was something, something worse than the part. He he changed on the on the washer, or the washing machine, and 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 and, and so he ended up uh, paying more money to get a fix out of his own pocket than the forty five dollars I gave him. So it cost him more, and practically left my machine new. And so, and, and mm-hmm. I knew my wife wasn't happy about it either. And so, um, you know, I, I stood there thinking, I, I want to do this pleasing to God. I want my life to be pleasing to God. So I wasn't, I, I, want, I was not thinking to get in an argument with him, but it then went through my mind. And so the enemy is always, it, it's always looking to see if you, if you go into an argument with someone so he can take advantage of the situation and turn it for the worse. Amen. Mm-hmm. And then because you lose your 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 uh your cool, some people say, your spirituality when you when you get into an argument, you get mad and you get angry and all that. Now you you're giving the the enemy an open door. And those are the little things we need to be careful for, my brothers and sisters, that we don't give the enemy an open door. Because when we sin, the only right we have is we got the right to remain silent. And everything, anything we say will be used against us in the court of law. And so the enemy will go to the Lord, to the court, and accuse us. Hallelujah. And then the only right we have, we got the right for an attorney. 
If we cannot afford one, one will be appointed to us. But God already appointed one for us, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so, my brothers and sisters, we always got to keep that in mind. If you sin, the only right you have is to stay quiet. Even Jesus, because he was taking the sin of all of us while he was going to the cross, what did he do, Isaiah said? He remained quiet. He didn't say a word. Praise Jesus. And he was innocent, but he was taking on him all of our sin. Hallelujah. But he knew the enemy was watching him. He knew he was being watched by the enemy. Yes, God is in control. God was watching him. But the enemy wanted Jesus to sin to accuse him right away. And so Jesus knew that, and he wasn't going to do that anyway. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because he's God. And he did walk as a man. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And, and, and so he was obedient to God, understanding what would happen if he was sin. And so he remained quiet. He remained silent. Praise the Lord, hallelujah, until he was crucified. Praise Jesus, until he was doing the will of God, completely finishing the work that he started. And so we need to understand that, brothers and sisters. If you sin, whatever sin you commit, the enemy is going to take that sin and go before the Lord, go before the court, and accuse you. I've seen that twice already, twice in my own life. I heard the enemy accusing me before the Lord. Oh, one time the Lord, the Lord um, let me know he was taking me to hell. The Lord showed me hell. The enemy was telling the Lord that I did have no right for me to go to hell. <laughs> Excuse me. And the reason was that the enemy was, was mad because I was going down with the power of Jesus. Some people don't go down with the power of Jesus. They go down with the protection of Jesus, which is very different. A lot of people don't know this. Some people are taken to hell with the protection of the Lord. You're protected. That's it. Okay? Some other people, some people, like the Lord took me one case, and one occasion, I'm sorry. He took me with his power, with his anointing, and with his protection. Praise Jesus. And when, that, when the Lord takes you with his, with, 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 with his power, that you receive in Act 1A, that should receive power, when the Holy Spirit come upon thee, praise Jesus, hallelujah. When you go down to hell with that power, what's happening is when demons see that, they run. They run. Because you can rebuke them in the name of Jesus. You can send them to the worst part of hell in the name of Jesus, and they have no choice. Because they'll be taken there, praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so that's very important that you understand this, my brothers and sisters, because there's maybe many... Uh, or there's some people maybe praying to the Lord, please, Lord, take me to hell. Take me to hell. Well, you want to go there with the power of the Lord. Okay? You want to go there. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Because it's very differently than just going there. Like in one occasion, I was taken there, I remember. Um, the Lord took me to hell to see this person. And I saw famous people there. I saw someone famous that died. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And so, in this occasion... You know, I was like looking at demons, looking at this, looking at that. And after I was looking at hell and looking at horrible places, some demons was coming against me down there. They were just coming against me. I'm like, um, uh, so where do I go? I was trying to run somewhere. But where am I going to run if the Lord is taking me there to show me something? And so the Lord was, was revealing to me how important it is that we walk under his protection. Very important. Because there, there is, there is, hallelujah, a difference. 
Now, how can you come out of his protection? Sinning. Sinning is one way. Because you notice that when you sin, you get attacked. You get attacked. You open yourself up to get attacked. And so that is one way the enemy takes advantage of people. Because if you are someone careless like I used to be, I used to be very careless in my in my in my personal life with the Lord, in my spiritual life with Jesus, and, and some things that would that would that would be sin, I would say, well, that's okay. Listen to this carefully, my brothers and sisters, because there's still people doing this now. There's still people listening to me that do this all the time. Something that I knew was wrong, that 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 would be a sin, I would say, no, it's okay. Oh, it's all right. The Lord understands. Oh, the Lord knows my heart. And I will go on with that, and I will continue sinning. Praise the Lord. And what I was doing was, I was opening myself up to be attacked by the enemy. Then I was blaming God. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, praise Jesus. Amen, sister. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's wonderful. You want to say something? Go ahead. Yeah, I just want to share this um, because this is just a big confirmation. While you were talking, um, when you were talking about hell, um, when I was in prayer this afternoon, um, the Lord began to speak to me about going to hell. And my question is, Brother Elvie, um, is are you supposed to be, what is what it should be my prayer to the Lord to have his protection I guess I, because what you're telling me I, is a new revelation to me. You, you, you're saying there's there's a difference between going under the protection of the Lord and then the power of the Lord. Is there a certain way that you know we should be praying? Well, you you want to ask the Lord that you want to go under His power, under His protection. Those those two things. Okay. You can ask that in prayer, and the Lord knows exactly what you mean when you say okay. that. Okay. And, and and also you can ask the Lord to qu- to quicken you to repent when you sin, because see this is another thing. We sometimes we sin in our mind, in that single instant. L- let me give you an example. My brother Larry was asking the Father, how come the enemy can come and attack us in a second? How many of you have have, have received an attack of the enemy in a second when you thought of something uh, of sin? Can someone relate to this? Before I go on, yes, before I'm the only one here uh, just go, that went through this? No. Praise Jesus. I have. You have. Anyone in the <laughs> yeah. chat room? Have anyone in the chat room have, have gone through a quick attack of the enemy for something they thought about that they knew it was a sin, but somehow they ended up thinking about it? Okay, it's only Amy and Elvie then. Praise <laughs> Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm I'm trying to to relate this message to us so we can all get in the same page and understand. Praise Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Sister Woliski. And so we know, we know this. We know, and it happened within within less than a second. Why is that? You never thought about it. Why? Well, this is the reason. This is how the Father explained to my brother Larry. The enemy works in the realms of the spirit. Okay? He moves in the realms of the spirit. He moves faster than lightning, faster than light, that light that we know, okay? He moves faster than light. Why is that? Because he's in the realm of the spirit. And in the realm of the spirit, there is no time. 
There's no time. He, he can do things that will take us hours or days in less than a second. Like the enemy can take billions of people in accusation to the Lord in less than a second. My brother Larry asked the Lord or the Father about this, hallelujah. And he said, why can the enemy do this? And it's because the enemy is outside time. He is outside time. He can take billions and billions and billions of accusation of everyone on earth that sin to come and attack them in less than a second of our time. We, We think that in a second goes by quick, right? Can anybody agree? A second goes by real quick. Boom, a second. The enemy can bring billions of accusations and less than a second to the Lord. Okay? He can be given the, the, the right to attack them in less than that second comes to pass. Okay? So in a second, you think about something sinful in your mind. In that very second, he accuses you. And in that very second, he attacks you. That's why you feel that attack happening quick. You're like, my goodness. It becomes an open door right away. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so what the Lord was revealing to me about going to hell was that if I'm sinning while the Lord is preparing me to take me to hell, in that very second, I could be getting attacked while the Lord is taking me to hell. And so he let me know it's so important that I stay in obedience Praise Jesus, hallelujah. So the Lord can take me down under his protection, under his power, and no demon, nothing, no one can touch you and get, not even get close to you. Because that's how the Lord took me down there. They could not get close to me or nothing. They were running. They were scared. Hallelujah. Because the Lord goes down in, in, with, with, with the power of God and the protection of God. And no one, no one can touch the Lord. Everyone feared him. Imagine a, 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 a believer, a follower, a Christian going down with the power of God, with the protection of God, now there's no demon that can touch them. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And that is so awesome. But other people have gone only with the protection, and they, they fear all the fear of hell. When I was taken down, I, 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 I had no fear. Let me tell you that. Mm-hmm. I had no fear in that last occasion. I walked hell. I went into those dark rooms myself, just going there, okay, it, I, I, if I have fear, I have real little fear. Nothing that I can say, oh, you know, nothing like that. I actually have pity for the people that were there, okay? Yeah. I, I felt like I, I wanted to do something for them. That's how I felt. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. But if I knew any demon would have gotten in my way, I would have asked the Lord to put them in the worst torment that they can ever think about it in the deeper part of hell. Because hell has 14 levels down. 14 levels down. By the third level, demons don't want to even go down there. They can't. The fire starts consuming them. So they don't go down to the, to, the, to, the eighth, to the seventh level, to the eighth level, to the ninth level, to the tenth level, to the eleventh level, to the twelfth level, to the thirteenth level, all the fourteenth level. Okay? They don't go down to those levels. That's why when the sisters seen... I think it was the Pope. He was in one of those low levels, okay? He was in the midst of the flame. And let me tell you what happens as you go down in hell to those different levels. Let me tell you what happens. The fire changes color. The deeper you go down in level, each level you go down, the fire changes color. It's more consuming. 
It's much stronger and much worse. So when you get down to the 14th level, there was a brother. I don't know how many of you have listened to his testimony. The father took him to the 14th level, okay? And he felt that he, you know, he, he, wasn't, getting, he, was be, he wasn't being burned, but he felt that the, the, intensif- the, intensif- the intensified fire as he was going down a level. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And he was like, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness. And, and so there were very few people down those levels, very few, not many. The devil don't go down there. Any demon or principality, they don't go down those levels. They can. Only the Lord can come down there. Only the Lord can bring you down there. And those levels are like in cell or, 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 in, or in prison where no, no, no nothing protecting the prisons. So, and you go down like a tunnel, okay? And the tunnel is completely pitch black, okay? And uh, when you go down with the Lord, the light of the Lord lights up everything up. So you'll see in everything. But you, when you look down deeply, it's completely dark. And as you go down in the light of the Lord, you can see the different level and how the fire, some of the, you, when you look up into the different cell of those, le- of those level, it's completely fire, so when someone is in there, they're completely in the midst of the fire. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so the Pope is in one of those levels, and so the demon cannot get to him, so they, they throw stuff against him to try to make his torment worse because they cannot get to where he is. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so these people, you know, the people that, that, that mislead people, like the Pope John the Second did, okay, uh, John Paul II said he, 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 he misled people. He taught them false teaching. Praise Jesus. He, he has followed all over the world. He, he pretends to be the Lord in the flesh, which that's one of the greatest abominations to God. Praise Jesus. When he was judged, hallelujah, before, when he was thrown down there, the plague was already waiting for him. The place was already waiting for him. And let's say Michael Jackson, he may not be where the Pope is. He's in one of the maybe uh, upper level, I would say. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. But it's just so worse. Hallelujah. Two color in hell, okay. And so uh, it's just so worse. And so some people said that in that 14th level, this brother, I believe he said, uh, um, in that 14th level, the fire is blue and I don't know what other color. And 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 you, and you that can be really um, uh, that can make sense. And let me tell you why. Because when you look at this at this planet that is completely fire, or, or the or the different level into the sun with a computer with a with a with a satellite, you can see that the fire changes color. So it, it makes sense. What do you think, Sister Amy? No, I agree, Brother LV, and and I think I've heard somewhere, and I could be wrong that. Actually, the core of the Earth is hotter than the Sun, so you know I can I can really imagine that it is a lot of different colors. Amen. It's it's bad. It's bad. I can really say it's bad. And this brother saw all that. He was taken all the way to the last level, and he said that place it it it's terrible, terrified, terrified. Even demons have never gone down to that fortune level. They can't pass. I think it's a second or third level. They cannot stand the fire. It's like it burns them. It consumes them. So they can't stand going down one or two levels. That's it for them. 
They go. They only stay in the upper level. Praise Jesus, Hallelujah. And so there's all of these. There's all the change in hell, change that are alive. Okay, I don't know how many people heard about this, but there are change and stuff in hell that are, that they look like metal chain that they can go through the fire, they can go through the wall. Okay, and depend on the punishment of the person, those chains can wrap themselves around people. Okay. And bring them down there. It's terrible. The, the the torment in hell is beyond explaining. You know, we can be all nine here trying to explain the torment in hell, but they're just too horrible, too horrified for anyone to really to 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 go through that. When I was taken down there, my thinking was, how can someone come to this place? I I came out of there with, without any word in my mouth. That that's all. How, that's how you can describe hell. Okay, it, it is so bad that no human should be going there. It's really, it was really made for Satan and his demon. That was the hell it was made for. But if people decided to sin and follow Satan, they are ending up in hell. And, and so as much people do evil, that, that, that's the place for that. Punishment. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. I want to read, I want to continue reading Luke's, hallelujah. In Luke's uh, chapter 21, Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Uh, verse 10. Then he says to them, nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. And let me tell you, when I read this, I think about what's going on in Israel right now. Nations are rising against nation. The hate, the hate against one another is there in the air, in the Middle East. There's so much hate right now. You know, you got you got these these um, Palestinian uh, that that are being uh, led by Hamas, and then you got these other um, other group that I can't remember the name now. They are supposed to be they, they are brother of the Palestinian, and they got so much hate for each other, so much hate for each other. They don't get along, and so and this single small uh, place in the West Bank. There's so much hate over there, and you think about it, no, no. You think about it. No wonder they they can't stand the Jewish people, because they cannot stand each other, brother against brother, nation against nation, okay. And there's two different nations hating each other, and so all these Arab nations, they got so much hatred against each other. They hate one another. There will be great earthquake in various places and famine and pestilence. Well, this this is happening now. We're getting earthquake every single day in various places. Famine, famines are going on. I believe I was I was reading about Egypt and in, in, in Africa, how much different famines are going on over there. It's bad, my brothers and sisters. There, there will be terror and great signs from heaven. This is happening. Terror, terror are, are really evil things that are going on. Praise Jesus, Hallelujah! Right now, there's so much terror. People are terrified. In the Middle East, to go out, to go anywhere. Cars are being blown by bomb, and all kinds of things are always going, are happening there. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so when you read looks over here, and you and you looked at what's going on over there, you say, my goodness, praise the Lord, hallelujah. The word of God is coming to, to pass so, so clear right in front of our eyes. Then sign from heaven. We've seen the meteor that hit Russia. That's a sign from heaven. That came down from heaven. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. But before all this, they will lay their hand on you and persecute you. 
Now, there is a persecution coming to America, okay? We know that all the things the beast has been talking about on the news, and, and he, he's bringing his RFID ship. Now, next month, he's going to start his things with his RFID. And so, um, he keeps on saying different things. He keeps on changing his mind. You know, first of all, he was talking about it that people uh, will, will get the RFID voluntarily soon. Now, there's some, there's been some talk of, of people who get an assistance from the government who, 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 who they may want them to get this RFID as soon as possible, mandatory. You know, when, when this stuff was run through, through the Senate, okay, when, when this RFID, when the beast ran it through the Senate, it was all peaceful, all voluntarily. Now the talk to band that he's trying to persuade Congress to pass this into law that people will have to get the RFID mandatory soon. I warn the people. I warn the people that this may come. And so there's a lot of talk going on out there. And so the beast well pushed it through Congress because he's getting a lot of support from different companies, different groups. He's trying to get the, the, the Republican support on this. And so there's been talks about the Republicans supporting the RFID ship, uh, the leader of the Republican Party. And, and so, you know, the beast is with the Democrat, Democrat. And so that's going on, my brothers and sisters. He, he got mo most of his demon crap following him. Okay? All his demon crap, I agree with him. I'm him getting this RFID. And so they are going to... Uh, really get the stuff uh, going mandatorily quick. Uh, some people say, oh, ma mandatory. This will happen maybe in two years, year and a half or more. No, the talks, you know, that is going on is he's trying to, to persuade Congress to, to pass this mandatory as soon as possible. Those are the talks that are going on online, okay? And so my brothers and sisters, watch out. I'm telling you. The Lord is going to come for us sooner. This is it's made mandatory for sure. Okay. We know it's coming in March. Some, some, sometime in March, I believe it's the, tw the 23rd. Sister Amy, is, is it the 23rd of March that it's coming? I think so, Brother LV. It's, it's the, I'm pretty sure it's around right there at the 23rd. Amen. Amen. And so uh, the other talk is that he's persuading Congress to, to have this RFID uh, mandatory come to pass as soon as possible. And so I warned people a month ago or two months ago almost that of course he's going to have this go on voluntarily first to make uh, to make him so like he's friendly with everyone and that he's not trying to make nothing mandatory. But that's not the plan of the enemy. Satan yeah. comes to kill, steal, and destroy. There's no way Satan is going to put down his agenda and change. Okay. Satan will not change, my brothers and sisters. That's why the Bible says, be, you be, be not you deceived. We need to be very careful, my brothers and sisters. Because it talks about the book of Revelation that he had deceived the whole world. Talking about the Antichrist. And so, he's looking forward to that. For sure he wants a senator to think, oh, okay, voluntarily, if people want this stuff, you know, people over 18 years old, they want to get the RFID and, and all that, okay, that's fine. We don't see nothing wrong with that. Let's go ahead and approve this stuff. So we will be more secure this than that. And so they went and approved this stuff. Senate went and approve it. And he didn't got, uh, he wanted, the beast went and signed it real quick. And so he didn't got Congress involved. 
Now he want to get Congress involved and say, look, the Senate thought this was a great idea. The, the whole United States wanted this stuff. Okay, the citizens want this stuff. Why are you opposing to, to give people what they want? And so make it mandatory. We'll make sure we'll protect everyone. And so let's get this RFID mandatory to everyone as soon as possible. At least anyone who get assistance from the government. He got people right now. He really got people right now. Because this, this, we, got, we got over 30 million people. I, I, this is one of my numbers. Someone said over 200 million, okay, receiving assistance from the government. Praise Jesus. If someone knows the number or can look, Google this stuff up, go ahead, Google, Google this stuff up. I believe it's over 2 million people in America that get assistance from the government, full stamp, or, or any kind of assistance from the government. So for sure, he's going to have them, for sure. Because a lot of people are not going to, to say, well, I, I'm not going to eat. Forget about this IFID uh, ship in my hand. So I'm not going to eat. Don't give me this IFID because I'm not going to eat anymore. That, that, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. When the Lord gave me a dream last month that they will send, they will send people out here in the United States soon. The beast will send people out soon. Okay, with these, with the, with these doctors who have this IFID and a truck, and they will park like in different cities, in different towns, and they will, the people... Uh, that let's say people that are getting assistance, they will put this stuff on them. They will tell them, look, you're getting assistance. What do you want to do? Because for sure they set people down. What do you want to do? You want you want to continue to get your assistance and get and put food on the table for your children. What do you want to do? What do you think people are going to say? Hallelujah. The the, the percent of the people they want food. They want to eat. Okay, especially the people that are on the on the unemployment. Okay, that are getting food stamps from the government. What do you think they're going to say? Okay. For sure they're going to get this stuff. Uh, I believe it's 7.8% okay, of unemployment and it's racing. Don't you think he wants this stuff to be going on? Of course he wants this stuff to be going on. Now, uh, Sister Woliski is saying that uh, uh, he, they are in Singapore. But let me tell you, Sister Woliski, what's going on in Mexico The sister sent me. That same ID, okay, they, there's a card that... that that the, 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 the president and, and the, the, the state or the government in, in Mexico have come up with that has the RFID ship in it and the car. Okay, so this sister was writing to me. She, she, she worked for the government in Mexico. She listened to the Lloyd Tower. And so she was asking me and saying, Brother Elvi, not, it's not going to be put in our hand yet. We're getting in, in, in this car that we must have uh, by the end of this month, I believe it is. Listen to this. In Mexico, that's what the government is doing, Mexico. By the end of the month, all federal employees have to have this RFID in this car if they want to keep their job with the government. Praise Jesus. And she was telling me, Brother, should I quit my job? Or what do you say should I do? And so I said, Sister, I don't know. Pray about it. Because the Bible talks about the mark in, in, in your skin and your hand. Praise Jesus. Or on your forehead. So if it's in a car, what do you think about it, Sister Amy? It's it's just overwhelming to think about, and it's and it's very scary to know that you know we're this close, we're this close to this this mark, and you know they are like you said, it's it's going to start out as an 
you know, an option at first, but that's not going to last very long. And when when it comes to people, you know, not being able to eat and they're seeing their children go without and people go without medicine or medical care, they're going to be more than willing to take that mark. Amen? Amen. Amen. And you know, when, when I started talking about this, some people, oh, you're just exaggerating this stuff. Now people are watching the news and they hear, uh, uh, okay, thank you for that, Cornelia, 148 million. Thank you for that. Is that inaccurate information there, Cornelia? I, I probably said 200 million. I don't know. I think I heard something like that on the news. Okay, yes, all the new passport has the, the ship in them. That's true. I, I Even in my own country that had nothing to do with this country, I, I wanted to get my passport to travel. Okay, and, and it has the RFID there, too. I ha- I had to go and, and I'll update it, and I'm like, mine still got two more years. Why do I need to change my passport? Oh, yes, I have to change my passport because of the bio ship they put in there, the RFID ship, for sure. And so, my brothers and sisters, it's all being tagged right now. Every product, uh, everyone is there. They're following everyone. They, they know what's going on. Bank of America got this stuff on, on their credit card. Okay, Bank of America have it on their credit card already. And they're promoting this stuff. You can go to bankofamerica.com and, and look for that. Uh, try to apply for one of the new cards, and they tell you right there that it has it. Okay, if you want to know how far this stuff is going on, okay, it's bad. It's really bad, my brothers and sisters. Everyone is, is on it with the IFID ship. Everyone is, wants to be on it. Every company wants to be on it. Okay, and Home Depot and all these companies, Sears and all of them have agreed to have it on the product. And soon as Walmart can get it on their employees, because that's, that's where Walmart is heading. Soon as Walmart can get the RFID on their employee, which Walmart is jumping up and down now that the federal government through the Senate have got this stuff to be approved. They're jumping up and down because they wanted this stuff years ago. And their employee, oh my goodness, Chase also has it. Thank you for that, sister. So Walmart are so happy now. So the lobbyists in Washington at Walmart, they, 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 they're going to get the stuff soon. They're going to send their employees letters that very soon this year, their employee will have to have the RFID mandatory because they had it there. They, they wanted it years ago. And now they're going to push it to have their employees get it, to get this, this RFID on their hand. On their hand, they want the employee to have it. So you're going to hear this stuff, people talking about that Walmart is sending people letters very soon. For their employee must have the RFID on their hand very soon. So they already got the computer to go for it, okay? And, and let me tell you, they're, they're, going to put, they're going to implement this stuff very, very soon, okay? I was in Walmart uh, the other day, and they got a new computer coming in. I was talking to one of the employees, one of the managers there. Okay, and they got all these, she was telling me that they are updating their computer and they're sending computer that they don't even know how to use yet. Okay, and most of the stuff, it's all in there, my brothers and sisters. It's coming in. They're loading their stuff in. Okay, praise Jesus, hallelujah. So my brothers and sisters, we really need to stay in prayer, continue to seek the Lord, because the bride of Christ is not going to get the RFID ship. The Lord told me very clear this last year. His bride is not going to get the ship, the RFID ship. And I asked the Lord, this was the mark of the beast. The Lord says to me, yes, it is. 
He don't want his people to get this RFID ship. If you don't believe me, take it in prayer with the Lord. Take it in prayer with him and ask the Lord, praise Jesus, hallelujah, if this is the mark of the beast. Just say me, do you believe this is the mark of the beast? Absolutely, Brother LV. The the Lord confirmed that to me, um, gosh, a good while back when I asked him, and he will for sure confirm it. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord, because he don't want anyone, he don't want anyone to be deceived. Okay? That's what he don't want. Verse 12, but before all this, they will uh, lay their hands on you and persecute you, deliver you up to the synagogue and prison. You will be brought before the kings and government for my name's sake. So be looking forward, okay, to be facing your 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 your, your governors very soon. Your king, meaning president, okay. Be very soon. Uh, you're going to be facing the beast very soon. The people here in the United States and their government. Their governors, they're going to be facing them very soon because of the IFID ship. Because a lot of people will say, a lot of people will say, okay, uh, uh, I don't want this stuff. I know this is the mark of the beast. And so the government, they're pushing this stuff forward. They don't care who says, no, I don't want it. Care who says, I don't want it. They're going to push this, this stuff forward. Now, I got an audio here for Kevin Mirassi. His audio is back to... Uh, September before that, I think it's before September last year. Look to what Kevin, what the Lord revealed to Kevin Mirassi back then, and tell me if it doesn't make sense to where we are today. Back then, the Lord showed this showed this stuff, all this information that He's going to talk about in this audio that He has sent me. And so I went back to the archive, downloaded His His audio. Praise Jesus, Hallelujah! And I want to play it so you see. If it makes sense, yes or not. We, uh, Sister Amy and I, we'll be back after this. You see, it's sad when I, someone was telling me, Brother Elby, I, w- I would like to hear more because your video has been a blessing to my life. And I immediately went and, and emailed this person, look, we have a Black Talk radio, and we talk mm-hmm. about these things all the time. And, and, and now they're joining, praise God, hallelujah. And, it, you know, I feel bad because, you know, we want to stay together. We want to keep um, uh, seeking the Lord because we know he's coming. So now I want to put Kevin on. He has new word from God, and, and we want to hear him. And I know a lot of people wanted to hear Kevin. So I want to put um, him on, and then Ashley and I will come back after Kevin. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, brothers and sisters. This is Kevin Merasi. This is my third presentation in the Blog Talk Radio, the Lord's Hour. Uh, radio presentation hosted by the servant of the Lord, Elvis Zapata. And uh, to start us off, I want us to have a word of prayer. Let's pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, precious Lord Jehovah, God the Father Yahweh, the Creator of heaven and earth, the King of the universe, precious Lord, I come before you, my Lord, this night to pray, my Lord, that as we gather together this night to hear thy words and thy messages for this hour for the people and the nations of the earth. I pray, Jehovah God, the Father, that you may take over. I pray, my Lord Jesus Christ, that you may take over. I pray, my Lord Holy Spirit, that you may take over. That every word we are go- um, that I'm going to speak this night, my Lord, will be for the glory and honor of your name. For I pray this trusting and believing, my Lord, Master and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. To start us off, I want to read the book of Daniel, chapter 12, verse 1 to 4. So if you have your Bibles, you can read it, you can open it. Or you can just note Daniel 
chapter 12, verse 1 to 4. At that time, Michael, the great prince who protects your people, will arise. There will be a time of distress such as has not happened uh, from the beginning of nations until then. But at that time, your people, everyone whose name is found written in the book, will be delivered. Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. But you, Daniel, close up and seal the words of the scroll until the time of the end. Many will go here and there to increase knowledge. Precious uh, brothers and sisters, I want to start us off with the message that the Lord gave me on the night of 16th August 2012. This was through a prophetic supernatural dream. The Lord had a communication with me on the night of 16th August 2012. And this discussion, that dream, that particular part of dream we are going to discuss will form part, uh, the first part of our discussion. Now, on the night of 16th August 2012, I had a dream which I can summarize as a dream where I was shown that martial law is coming to the United States of America and also where I heard that the nation of Canada was now being called upon to heed to the call to repentance. So in this prophetic dream, I found myself working in a corporate organization. And then I took a walk with my corporate colleagues. As you continue to walk, you are abruptly stopped by security officers. They look like other policemen or military men but they were security officers. And then they checked and searched our bags, which for some reason we were carrying in the dream. It's like we were taking a walk with bags. I don't know why we were carrying the bags, but we had bags, each and every one of, of us. Now, while here a voice made me understand that this is what is very soon going to happen in the United States of America, where people's bags and belongings will be subjected to unprecedented checks and, and such. And this left an impression in my heart that martial law is very, very, very soon uh, going to be applied in the United States of America. In the dream, I was not shown what exactly had led to the implementation of martial law in the United States of America. But I believe and know that this would be as a result of either one or all of the following. The first item, I believe, is going to be either a cause of the martial law is there will be chaos and riots in the United States of America as a result of historical and mega disasters, e.g. the mega historical earthquake that is very, very imminently going to hit California. And as you may be aware, for those who have heard me talk about this before, I was shown that this is going to be a 9 or 10 on the richer scale. Another thing that is going to cause this martial law, as per what I know and believe, is the mega tsunamis due to oceanic outpour on various cities of the United States of America. Another thing is the historical wildfires, which, as you know, are currently going on. Yesterday I was watching the news and I was reading that almost all the states in the United States of America had, super, had superseded their budgets. They had gone beyond their budget. Some had even doubled the actual expenditure on the wildfire expenses had, had almost doubled what they had budgeted. So that means these are historical things that no, they, nobody expected, even the government. 
Another thing that I believe is going to cause this is the historical disease outbreak. Now, all these, I know and I believe, are going to cause a cut off of supply of food and other basic needs like clean water, electricity, and the gas for cooking. Now, when these things happen and the, the, the supply is rendered irrelevant, then chaos is going to break out in the United States of America. Another thing that I know would be leading to the martial law in the United States of America is what I can call a military event on the land of the United States of America. The other thing that I can mention that I believe I know is going to cause this chaos that is going to lead to the massive martial laws being applied or implemented in the United States of America is the overtake of the United States of America by a secret satanic society known as Illuminati. Because this Illuminati, they want to bring a new world order. Now, just to give you a recap of what happened or what I was shown about the Illuminati, I was shown on 16th July 2012 that in the month of November, a secret satanic society known as Illuminati are going to hold a commemoration or a celebration or an event. I, I was not shown exactly what it meant, but they were going to do that. Probably it will be an introduction of, of new world order, and probably they will insist martial laws will be part of their policies. Now, to move on, it is important to note here that, as I was shown on 9th July 2012, the United States of America will be normal by November, which I believe is November 2012. When I was sharing this dream initially, I didn't state what I was shown by which month. But a couple of days ago, I shared a cross that I was shown that that I was shown on 9th July 2012 that the United States of America will be normal by November. And I believe this is November 2012. Now that means that by the time we reach November, I don't know whether it's the beginning or the end of November, very defining and tremendous events shall have occurred, not only the United States of America, but also various places of the earth. And this would be continuing. They'll be getting worse and worse as the days go by, as, we go, as the earth goes deeper and deeper. Now, uh, uh, but based on what I have been shown by the Lord God Almighty, Jehovah, Yahweh, the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit in prophetic supernatural dream, I'm here to tell the people and the nation of the United States of America that I have seen your land hit by historic tsunamis due to huge, due to huge oceanic outpour on your land. I have seen your land hit by a mega historical earthquake in California. And as I've said, I've shown it is a 9 or 10 on the Richter scale. I've also now been shown your country operating under martial law, leading to unprecedented checking and searching of your bags and belongings. I've also been shown the Illuminati, as I've seen, a satanic secret society holding a commemoration, a celebration, something like an event in the month of November, probably celebrating the onset of the New World Order. And as you're aware, the New World Order will be led by a leader of the one world government who will be leading the whole world, the Antichrist. And so I urge the people and the nation of the United States of America, and indeed the whole world, the, indeed the whole of the people of the earth and the nations of the earth, to heed to the call for repentance, for forgiveness of sins, and thereby, li and thereby living in righteousness, holiness, truth, and full surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, 
based on that, you find that the Lord has been talking to me about events that are very imminently going to befall the nation of the United States of America. Mine is to share and hope and pray that may those who have ears hear to what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Now, in this particular dream I had on 16th August 2012, which I told you I can summarize it to be a dream where I was shown that martial law is coming to the United States of America, and also where I heard that the nation of Canada was now called upon to hear to the call to repentance. This prophetic dream are two parts. One part was touching on the martial law coming to the United States of America, and the other part was touching on Canada being called to repentance. I don't know why the Lord showed me two nations in one prophetic dream. Probably everything will be related to them. And as you are aware, Canada is a neighbor to the United States of America. And I honestly believe that whatever happens in the United States of America will spill over to Canada. I don't know, but that's what I believe. So the second part of this dream is where I heard a voice saying that the nation of Canada is now being called upon to heed to the call to repentance. I was actually made to understand that the message of repentance is now scheduled to go to the nation of Canada. I want to say at this juncture, brothers and sisters, and also Brother Elvis Apata, that now I understand that when the Lord mentioned a country or a nation by name in the prophetic supernatural dream, the massive revivals will come to that country or judgments of the Lord on that land if they don't heed to the call to repentance. But let me mention here that in addition to that, the Lord at, at times makes a wake-up call to that nation or on that nation. He does it in various ways, and he has done it before in the various nations he has shown me before. And just as it happened to the nation of China, the nation of Iran, the nation of South Africa, the nation of uh, United States of America, and also South Indian Ocean, which is near the nation of Kenya, ETC, these are some of the nations the Lord has shown me in supernatural dreams, in prophetic supernatural dreams. And when the Lord mentioned them in prophetic supernatural dreams, some of them, he actually shook the nations. He shook the nations. A few hours or days after he had shown me about them. And so three days later, after I had got this dream about Canada, and as I've told you, I got the dream on 16th August 2012. Three days later on, on the night, no, three days later on 19th, August 2012, after I had the dream, prophetic dream, and shared it across the globe, where Canada was called upon to hit the call of repentance. The nation of Canada was hit by an earthquake, which was the biggest in Canada in the year 2012. And also, it was the fifth biggest earthquake in Canada in the last 10 years. And this earthquake was in the scale of 5.5 on the Richter scale. And so I believe and know this was a wake-up call to the people and the nation of Canada to also prepare the way for the very, very imminent coming of the Messiah, Jesus Christ, or rapture his bride. So precious uh, brothers and sisters, why did the Lord give me a prophetic dream? Why did the Lord communicate to me? Why did the Lord show me in a prophetic supernatural dream about a nation? And then a couple of hours later, or a couple of days later, something tremendous happens in that nation. Either a judgment, either it talks to the people of that nation, 
to confirm to them that the message he gave me about their land is from him, so that they spread the message of repentance to that their colleagues. Or the Lord shakes that country. Why does the Lord do that? First thing the Lord is trying to say is that, hey, these are my messages, and I am the creator of heaven and earth. And when I pass my messages, I will touch you, and I will shake you to know that indeed this is message, this message is from me. So I would encourage dear listeners, brother, precious brothers and sisters, to heed to the call of repentance, living in righteousness, holiness, truth, and full surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ. I've shared these messages in my website. For those who don't know it, it's called In Jesus Christ I Stand. When you Google the word In Jesus Christ I Stand, you'll be able to read very, very many messages that the Lord has given me starting from uh, mid-2011. Right now they have reached uh, 87. They have prophecies in them. They have encouragements. They have teachings in them. And they have warnings. Now these are serious end-time messages of the Lord. As you are aware, Joel 2, 28 to 30 talks about the outpour of the Holy Spirit. The Lord is pouring His Spirit across the, across the globe. And it's time for the people and the nations of the earth to take this message seriously. Time is absolutely over. And I, I, I encourage everybody, I encourage dear brothers and sisters, make the Bible your best friend. Seek to the Lord. Ask the Lord for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Ask the Lord to cover you with His blood, precious blood. Because time is over. The devil also knows the time is over. And he's running around, roaming around to grab as many as possible, as many souls as possible to go to stay with in hell and to stay with in the lake of fire. But for us and for everybody who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ and has surrendered fully to the Lord Jesus Christ, there's nothing to fear. Because we serve a Lord, we serve a living God, Jehovah God, the Father Yahweh. We serve the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. And our destiny is in heaven. We have nothing to fear. Because we know we are covered by the most powerful God, Jehovah God, the Father Yahweh. And for us, it's just to endeavor to be in the presence of the Lord all the time, day and night, 24 hours a day. We need to do this by prayer. I encourage everybody to read the Bible. The Bible is the, that is the word of the Lord. The power is in the word. Read the Bible. Pray. When you pray, repent. Repent of all the sins. The sins from the time, the second you are born up to this point in time. Ask the Lord to wash you with his precious blood, forgive you your sins, so that you are found to be worthy to escape the events that are about to unfold on the planet Earth. We are at the verge of the great tribulation setting in. And I encourage all dear brothers and sisters and all friends who are listening to this uh, presentation to know that time is over. It's time to surrender our lives, our soul, our spirit, our mind, our heart, and our body to the Lord Jesus Christ and ask him in prayer to anoint us with the power of the Holy Spirit because the Lord is coming very imminently to rapture his bride. And he's coming to rapture the bride whose lamp is full, whose lamp is full of the, with the oil of the Holy Spirit. 
ask the Lord to fill you with the Holy Spirit all the time, to cleanse you, to purify you in the name and blood of Jesus Christ. Time is over. Time is absolutely over. Now, I want to talk about part B, and this part B of our discussion this night. I'll be sharing with dear listeners about a dream where I was shown a mathematical addition that turned out to be the Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish Feast of Trumpets. And before I share this, I want to note that on the night of 9th July 2012, I had a dream which had various sections, which I've shared, some sections I've shared, some revelations I've shared later on. But it's like it, that dream had a very, very serious uh, items on it, what I may call various categories. And part of it is actually unfolding as days go by. Some of the, uh, the items that were shown to me in that supernatural dreams, days later, after meditating in my heart, I now get the revelation. The, the revelation now dawns on me. So, on the night of 9th July 2012, I had one of the most comprehensive, very delicate, and mind-boggling prophetic supernatural dream that I have ever had. Most of the message contained therein, as I've said, I've shared across the globe. I even shared some of it in this radio show. I've shared also in my Facebook uh, notes. I've also shared in my website. The website, as I've said, is called In Jesus Christ I Stand. Now, and today, I want to post and share and discuss. I want to discuss with dear listeners the last bit of what was shown on this particular night, the night of 9th July 2012, during the visitation of the Lord through a prophetic supernatural dream. And this last bit I will be sharing today has been in my mind. I've shared this. As I've said, it's in my Facebook notebook. It's also in the website. I've also shared it across the globe. But now I've got the opportunity um, via uh, this uh, presentation on the radio, Block Talk Radio, to share this also with the dear listeners across the globe. This last bit I'll be sharing today has been in my mind as I've been meditating within my heart on what it entails and what the Lord meant by it. And before I proceed further, I want everyone to know that the reason I'm sharing all this deep revelation is for the people and the nations of the earth to grasp the seriousness of the times you are living at, so that the people of the earth and the nations of the earth can, without wasting any single second, embrace the message of repentance and living in righteousness, holiness, truth, and full surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ. Because time, as we know it, is absolutely over. It's not about tomorrow. It's about now. Because tomorrow might be very, very late. Don't say you are keeping everything on hold until you tomorrow because you have other worldly affairs or earthly affairs to sort out. This is the time. This is the time to repent. This is the time to live in righteousness, holiness, truth, and full surrender of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because the Bible tells us that seek ye the kingdom of God first and everything else shall be added unto you. And uh, just to do a short recap on some of the things I was shown on the night of 9th July 2012. The first thing I was shown, and which I can share with the dear listeners, brothers and sisters, 
is that I was shown that the United States of America will be normal by a particular month, which was shown to me to be November. I believe this is November 2012. And by United States being, and, and by United States of America being normal, means that United States of America being brought to its knees or destroyed by amongst many other things which I've uh, discussed and shared, but I can repeat here, is um, a historical mega earthquake in California, East Coast, West Coast, but a mega earthquake is coming on the land of the United States of America. I was particularly shown California to be going to be hit by, by a historical mega earthquake, a 9 or 10 on the Richter scale. And dear brothers and sisters, this is very imminent. And also historical tsunamis, historical drought, historical disease outbreak, historical loss of the value of the United States dollar, the U.S. dollar, historical wildfires, historical military event leading to martial law being enforced on the land, as I discussed earlier in the radio presentation. The second thing, in the same dream, I was shown once more the man who is soon going to emerge and become the ruler or the dictator of the world through the one world government that is very, very, very imminently going to emerge out of chaos and disaster, disasters that, is, that are very imminently going to befall not only the United States of America, but the whole of planet Earth. The Bible calls this man the Antichrist, or the man of lawlessness, or the son of perdition, or the beast. And I'm here to declare to dear brothers and sisters once more, that the Lord has shown me ten times this end-time man, the Antichrist. And as I've shared before, I, I was shown that the Antichrist, the man of lawlessness, the son of perdition, the beast, was shown to the servants of the Lord of the olden times. And they wrote about him thousands and hundreds of years ago. That man is living with us. He is alive. And he's strategically positioned as you're speaking now, waiting to do his end-time role of being the Antichrist. And the stage is actually set. Everything is set. We are only waiting for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ to rapture his bride and the Holy Spirit to leave the scene. And then, this, and then Satan will set in and use the Antichrist, the man of lawlessness, the beast, to play a very, very serious role at this point in time. And once more, I want to declare here that I've been shown ten times that the man of lawlessness, the Antichrist, the son of perdition, the beast, is Barack Obama. Now, the third, uh, uh, the third thing I was shown on the night of July 2012 is what I want to share now. The, other, the first two about the United States of America being no more about the man of uh, lawlessness being shown to me. This one I shared when I was sharing across the globe uh, the prophetic dream that I was given on 9 July. I shared about all that and about the United States of America being normal. Initially, I just said I was shown a particular month and I, was, I feel that. But uh, after some time, I got confirmations. Uh, I got confirmations on this. When a, a dear brother was also shown and he wrote to me, that something is about to happen by a certain month. Now, that is when later on I shared that, I revealed that by the particular month that I was shown was November, and I believe this is November 2012. 
Now, the third bit of what was shown to me on 9th July 2012 is what I want to discuss today, as I've said. And before I discuss it further, I want to mention that this is not about this date setting. This is about pointing people, pointing people to the Lord Jesus Christ and his very, very imminent coming to pick his bride through the rapture. And I want to be clear also that I'm not a fan of that setting. And in fact, I know and believe that that setting hurts the body of Jesus Christ. When the dates come by and nothing happens. So I'm not in the category of that setters. I don't set dates. I'm not a fan of that setting. And so in this prophetic dream, it was shown clearly to me. I saw July 17th written. And then I was made to understand that two months after July 17th, I was then immediately while seeing the prophetic dream shown the United States of America being normal by November. Brothers and sisters, as you digest this, what I've just said, I want to state that when I woke up from the dream, I was trying to put everything together. And so I added two months to July 17th, and this was not giving me November, as I was immediately shown in the dream about the United States of America being normal by November. Actually, it is just very recently that it dawned on me that July 17th plus two months actually equals to 17th September. And checking the calendar with a spiritual eye, I can see that 17th September is a very, very important period or time for the Lord God Almighty the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Because during this time is a Jewish feast period known as Rosh Hashanah. For 2012, it would be between 16th September to 18th September. So that means what I was shown is that 17th September is actually falling in between Rosh Hashanah. And as you are aware, the Lord God Almighty chose Israel, the nation of Israel, the Jews, to be his chosen people. They are to be used to reach the whole world. The festivals and the feasts that they were shown and told to celebrate, which they are still celebrating up to now, is supposed to be used to reach the whole world. And I'm sure and aware and believe that some of the practices and feasts, or let's say probably all, we'll see when we reach the millennium reign, or when we reach heaven, some of these or all of these are even practiced in heaven. So the Lord was actually showing the Jews, the Israelites, what actually happens in heaven. And this actually is extended to across the people of the whole world. Now, I don't know why this was shown to me, but I believe and know that this was shown to me for a number of reasons, which I will discuss. First, I would say, this was shown to me so that I can grasp the seriousness of the times we are living in, the end times, when the Lord Jesus Christ can come any moment to pick his bride through rapture. And Rosh Hashanah is actually known also as the Feast of Trumpets, when the, when the Jews observe it by blowing of the trumpets. And this feast symbolizes the rapture of the Bride of Christ. Now, dear brothers and sisters, dear listeners, I want to note at this juncture that I encourage everybody, please don't say that Brother Kevin Mirassi has said that the rapture will occur on Rosh Hashanah. Probably the Lord was bringing to my attention that a day is coming when a symbolism of the blowing of feast is going to be celebrated. Remember, nobody knows the day or the hour. 
But everything shows that we are in the season of the rapture of the Bride of Christ Walker. And by myself sharing this, I'm now bringing to your attention that a day which was required when the Jews were to blow trumpets to observe the Feast of Trumpets, Rosh Hashanah, is going to be on September. Between 17 September to 18 September. And um, uh, the rapture can occur any day now, including on Rosh Hashanah, plus any other day and the man that the Lord decides to tell Jesus Christ and the angels to come for the bride. And we are told in the Bible that at that moment of rapture, trumpets will be blown. Let me repeat once more, whether rapture occurs before, on, or after the Rosh Hashanah of 2012, it's only the Lord who knows. All I know is that on the 9th of 9th July 2012, when the Lord was showing me other end-time mysteries, in the same dream, he made me see written clearly 17th July plus two months, which several days later dawned on me to be 17th September 2012, which surprisingly is on the Rosh Hashanah. The second point or reason why I think and believe the Lord showed me about this is that the Lord has, been show, uh, has shown me many things through prophetic dreams. And for the Lord to now show me Rosh Hashanah must be a sure testimony that time is absolutely over. And this message, I believe, is not only to me, but to all the people and the nations of the earth. So that those who have ears may hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. And Rosh Hashanah, as you know, symbolizes rapture. But whether the rapture occurs before